From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, thank you for waking up early in the morning and Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Yesterday was Merry Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. Oh, my goodness. Uh, flying by very, very quickly. Let me give you a quick update. I'll piggyback off of my friend Dan Zaro, our STEAM, Tanscore Media, Chief Meteorologist. Here's what you can expect in the metro market. And this is the weather according to my weather pal. Well, my best weather pal is Margie. But my best inanimate weather pal, other than Dan Zaro is Dark Sky, which I'm about to lose in nine days. Yes, Dark Sky was purchased in order to shut it down. It's that good. That that happens. Uh, it happens more than you think. So light rain will begin at 11 a.m. this morning. Then it will be steady rain beginning at 1 p.m. This is interesting uh let's see it's when the rain begins it's 35 degrees right now when the rain begins it will be about 47 degrees then it will go to 48 49 51 52 53 54 and it holds there overnight until about 3 a.m and then it only goes down to 52 degrees So today you're looking at a 99% probability of rain. I don't mind the rain so much and the temperature is mild. We came very close to a white Christmas. It's it's not going to happen. It's almost zero. It is 0% chance. It'll be very cold, but it will not snow. But let me see. When the rain begins right now, The wind is about 7 miles an hour out of the east-northeast with gusts of 12 miles an hour. Let me skip to about quitting time here for the Hurley in the Morning program. It'll be 10 miles an hour out of the east with gusts of 19 miles per hour. Let me go to 2 p.m. 11 miles an hour out of the east, 23 mile an hour gusts. Let's see. Let me go to 4 p.m. 14-mile-an-hour wind steady out of the east, 28-mile-an-hour gusts. I want to see if we're going to get any of this 50-some-mile-an-hour stuff that they're talking about. Let me go to 8 p.m. 22 miles per hour east-southeast steady winds, 39-mile-per-hour gusts. Getting there. Let me go to midnight. Ooh. 20-mile-an-hour wind steady out of the south-southeast gusts. 45 miles per hour. Let me go to 4 a.m. All right, the wind, 15 and 30. So when I say it like that, just to be shorthand, that's steady and then the gusts. So we're not going to get 50 some, it seems, but let me go to tomorrow, see if the wind is still going to be up. 36 mile an hour gusts. By 2 a.m. tomorrow, let's go to 6 a.m. 35-mile-an-hour gusts, 10 a.m. 
42 mile an hour gusts at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Let's go to 6 p.m. Still 30. Oh, it's going to be so windy. I hate it. I got I got decorations out there. Let me go to Saturday. See if this ever stops. Now, Saturday, it will be in the teens at midnight. Then it's going to go down over the next several hours to 14 to 13 to 12. Then it will build back up, but never higher than 21 on Saturday. Let's see what the wind is on Saturday. Still windy. 27 mile an hour gusts all day, all night. Let me go to Christmas now. Jeez. Is wind going to ever stop? Christmas, you're looking at about 19 degrees until 10 a.m. when it will be a balmy 22 degrees. And then over the next two hours after that, actually the next four to five hours after that, it will go from 24 to 25 degrees. Let me do 10 a.m. on Christmas. 23 mile an hour wind gusts. It's just what is it, windy forever. Still windy. 10 o'clock Christmas night, 26 mile an hour gusts. Let's see Monday. Still windy. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. I mean, it's only Thursday. It's not going to be terrible. Steady 13 gusts of 23. Let me go to 10 p.m. on Monday. All right, it's finally gone. Six mile an hour wind gusts of eight miles an hour. Holy cow, it's going to be windy. Uh, Can I say button down the hatches? I mean, if you have anything that can blow away, uh, the next three, four days will be the test. Oh, that's just terrible. I wanted to be out of here within, you know, today or tomorrow. It's not going to happen. So this is being billed as a once in a generation storm. Now, not counting the many tens of millions of illegals, who knows how many, we kind of sort of say that there's 350 million people in America. 200 million people will be affected by what's being called, and we've said this language before on the program over the years, a bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Let me see if Siri knows the definition of a bomb cyclone. Siri, what is a bomb cyclone? Here's what I found. Let's see. Rapid deepening extra tropical cyclonic low pressure. Bomb, also called explosive cyclone or explosive cyclogenesis. I'm going to do better than that. Hold on. Siri is great, but sometimes not precise. What is a bomb cyclone? Question mark. Using dictation. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's the same uh, same thing. Explosive cyclogenesis is the rapid deepening 
of an extra tropical cyclonic low pressure area, the change in pressure needed to classify something as explosive cyclogenesis is latitude dependent. Now, let me see. What does a bomb cyclone do? Bomb cyclones, often occurring in the fall or winter, typically produce heavy rain or snow, coastal flooding, and hurricane-forced wind gusts. For example, one that hit New England this year dumped as much as two feet of snow. Another that hit the Pacific Northwest in 2019 produced... 106 mile per hour wind gusts, frigid winter storm to become bomb cyclone. Let's see this now. What is a bomb cyclone in simple terms? A bomb cyclone, also known as bombogenesis. Oh my God, I didn't know that, is defined by a rapidly intensifying storm. This can happen when atmospheric pressure drops significantly, which is usually the result of warm and cold air masses overlapping. That's according to the National Ocean Service. I'm really curious about this, and I keep getting good questions because you ask one and it sort of feeds another one to you. What is the difference between a cyclone and a bomb cyclone? Uh, One sounds really cool. A bomb cyclone is a popular term for a fast developing storm that occurs when atmospheric pressure drops at least 24 millibars over a 24 hour period. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration notes, quote, a bomb cyclone occurs when atmospheric pressure at the center of the cyclone drops rapidly. I could keep going, but I think um, I think that pretty much does it. Let me see. I, I have a book of notes here, not on bomb cyclone, but um, I was just asked by a very good friend, what time am I doing Fox News on Friday, which would be tomorrow, 3 to 6 p.m. We are guest hosting the Guy Benson Show tomorrow, and then next week... We will host the Guy Benson Show Wednesday, that's December 28th, 3 to 6 p.m. We will again host Guy Benson Show on Thursday, 3 to 6 p.m. next week. And then on Friday, from 12 noon to 3 p.m., we will guest host Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, For the record, uh, I didn't expect to do Friday next week. And I did not expect to do tomorrow from 3 to 6 p.m. But in my dedication, my desire to always say yes, I said yes. So we're going to wind up doing four of the next whatever that is for the next seven days. All right. I think that's um, I think that's a wrap on bomb cyclone. Uh, If you need to know any more about. What a bomb cyclone is, where it occurs, all this atmospheric pressure stuff, you know, the, the, the whole deal. I'm your man. You know where to find me. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you for waking up early in the morning.
Fox News commentary. New York City might soon cut services to prioritize the care and coddling of illegals, which sounds about right for New York. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. We conquer cancer. For the mom-to-be who is out of treatment options. For the doctor who has a brilliant idea but needs research funding. For the people who faced cancer head-on and climbed incredible heights while they were with us. For the children who celebrate the end of chemo. We conquer cancer for all who have been touched by it. Conquer Cancer accelerates breakthroughs in research and care for every cancer, every patient, everywhere. Join us at conquer.org. Title 42 is still in place. The whole country is still bracing for impact because we're already seeing an unmitigated run on our border like we've never seen before. And even liberal politicians are panicking, like New York City Mayor Adams. He has warned his constituents New York City might soon have to cut back on assistance New Yorkers rely on to make way for the tens of thousands of illegals likely en route to the Big Apple. The shelter system is already full and money, staff, and space is about out. But instead of asking the Biden administration to stop the invasion, mayors like Eric Adams just want more federal money, more tax dollars to take care of the illegals coming in. Unbelievable. No, these states and cities that pride themselves in being sanctuary free-for-alls should have to fund and deal with the problem, not the rest of the cities and states that want a secure border. Blue states, you've made your bed and it's time to pay the piper. I'm Tommy Laren. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6, now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. So a very dear friend of mine is in a time zone that's three hours different, three hours earlier right now. So we were just having a conversation. I ended it by saying, your time right now is when I walk out the door every day for the past 31 years. Someone this morning in the four o'clock hour, uh, of course, that knows I'm awake, uh, reached out to me and they've been doing something this week very early for two days in a row. And they said, you know, I've heard you mention it once in a while. And he, he said, how do you do this? You know, every day. I said, you mean every day, every Monday through Friday for 31 years? I said, you never get used to it. You just do it. You do it because it's your schedule. But I have to say, though, I do enjoy being a morning person. And even if I retired, uh, I wouldn't sleep until eight or nine o'clock or anything like that. When I'm off, I still wake up usually around two ish. And then I remember quickly that it's not a work day. And then I can usually go to sleep for another two to three hours. And usually around five o'clock, I'm up. And that's the equivalent of sleeping in. I will say, uh, and I'm pretty proud of this, and I'm going to really try to stay with it. I've been getting a bit more sleep the past probably month. I don't think I've said anything to you about this, but I made a commitment that, you know, I'm doing all these, um, reading all these studies and, you know, not getting enough sleep is not good for you. It's not good for your heart. It's not, it's just not good. Sleep is extremely restorative. A lot of good things happen during sleep time. You can heal, you rest. It's, it's so important. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to try to get at least an extra hour more than I have gotten in over 30 years. And I hope to stay with it. Let me share something with you. Just I want to put something in perspective. Check this out. 
I went back to the bailouts of 2008 and 2009. And, and that's really an unkind way to put it because I said at the time when people were flipping out, you know, this was considered an outrageous amount of money. This, this was, this was nuclear meltdown type money. People went absolutely berserk. And I said, I don't know what everybody's getting all upset about. I said, the banks are all going to pay it back and all the brokerage houses, they're all going to pay it back. And they paid it back early. I think it's the only time ever that the American uh, taxpayers have bailed out someone or something and actually got our money back. But people went bananas about that. I want to put something in context. Joe Biden, since he has been president, the American Rescue Plan. Yeah, I, I spent over an hour and a half today putting numbers together. You think they would just be readily available. But the Democrat media, they don't want you to know. The American Rescue Plan, $1.9 trillion. The, the so-called infrastructure bill, $1.2 trillion. I don't know what this thing was, but the ARPA expansion, whatever the hell that is, $105.1 billion. The CHIPS bill. 280 billion inflation so-called reduction act 433 billion student loan forgiveness 1 trillion dollars i had to get out my calculator and i never saw so many zeros in my life it totaled 4 trillion 908 billion one hundred million dollars. Four point nine one eight one trillion dollars. Almost five trillion dollars. And people went bananas when it was four hundred and ninety eight billion in two thousand eight, two thousand nine from financial institutions that were good for it. Remember, some of them didn't even want it. They got made. They were forced to take. Everybody's got to take it, Bernanke dictated. I kind of understand that because just treat everybody the same. And if you don't really need it, you'll pay it back. And you're going to pay it back anyhow. And they all paid it back. $498 billion. And this president... Four point nine trillion. It's it's disgusting. And you don't hear many people. I mean, what happened? We were talking about what, 12 years or 14 years, whatever it is. What happened that four hundred ninety eight billion was the end of the world? Now, that was at a time when there was a belief that we were hours a day, two days from being insolvent and people went bananas. Now, they just borrow like crazy. When we come back, I'm going to share with you two health-related matters. Coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, and I can't wait, wide open forum. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, John Zarek. And in the 9 o'clock hour, stay tuned. It will either be 
a local issue that we're going to cover. It all depends. I'm working on something uh, feverishly. If not, it will have to wait until Tuesday of next week or Wednesday. Or we will have an official mental health break. So we'll we'll get to that. This portion of early in the morning is brought to us by ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals. Of course, the official and exclusive provider for the Hurley in the Morning program and the Hurley family. And just a reminder, it's really important. If you haven't gotten the maintenance done on your system, you're going to know it real quick because the cold is coming. Ambient Comfort skilled technicians are prepared to get you through the winter. And that's regardless. Don't worry. Oh, my God, you didn't put in the system. Can I call you? Yes. Regardless who originally installed your system is of no concern. But don't be left out in the cold. When comfort matters, choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Or you can call this as a special dedicated Hurley Hotline, 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955. Tell them. Harry Hurley sent you to Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Oh, we're hitting our mark beautifully. It's 30 minutes past the hour. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is your boy, Hurley in the Morning, here on the job with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Sir Paul McCartney surprises diners at a New Jersey restaurant. How cool is that? Check it out. I've got the story. The state of New Jersey. We seem to be the only ones that have gotten this right. The state of New Jersey has delayed the naming of a Baderfield developer. Sounds like Bart Blatstein got a win there. And a story on the Atlanta County Prosecutors. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Today and tonight are all about rain and wind. Tomorrow, Arctic blast and flash freeze. Scattered showers roll in this morning. Steadier rain this afternoon. Then heavy rain and gusty winds tonight. Getting pretty nasty. Temperatures warm into the 50s. Watch for one more round of rain and snow tomorrow morning through midday. Then temperatures drop sharply by 30 degrees. Widespread icing is possible tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Well, the lunatics are at it again. I'll get to the two health issues in just a moment. But it seems as though the Marine Corps, or as Barack Obama would say, corpse, the Marine Corps uh, may be dropping the terms ma'am and sir. We, we, we have to find a way to stop these people. It, it, I, I'm telling you that they've got men wearing women's berets uh, in the military. They're changing the uniforms. Uh, I don't you know. You're allowed to say the word sissy anymore or or, or is that also terrible? Uh, you don't they don't, you don't even know what you can say anymore. So I'll tell you what I do. I don't worry about any of it. I know who I am. I know what I am. I know what I'm not. I'm not letting these people win. they're doing this in the military. Can you imagine what these military 
men and women must be thinking. And not just men. This is absurd. Times infinity. Unbelievable. Every time we turn around. You know, as of about two days ago, the word American is hateful. Hateful. When I tell you they hate our country, and, and I know that many people got turned off by it, and thought that it was just me being, you know, he's got to be, he's got to be over the top, exciting, acerbic, you know, because he's just doing a show. That's not how I approach what I do. I work really hard to tell the truth, not to exaggerate anything. I look, I don't know why I saw it so long ago. It was so clear to me. And you don't know how many times I have people say, Harry, you don't believe what you're saying. That's just the show, right? I said, of course I believe what I'm saying. I said, you, do you really think that this is a put on? This is an act that I do? How would I be able to do that? I, I can't act. I, I can only do. I, I can only say what I think, say what I know, say what I've learned. No, it's not a put on. When I said more than a decade ago, that illegals were going to be voting in this country. And I ca- I got called some very, very, very nasty names. I said, what are you getting mad at me for? What are you calling me names for? Because I have the courage, I dare to say it, that I see what's going on here. You watch when this Katie Hobbs gets in there in Arizona, one of the first things she's going to do is she's going to take those shipping containers out of the sections of the wall that they blocked it with because Biden won't allow it to be finished. Do you know out of the $1.7 trillion in, in, and, and shame on the Republicans in the Senate that voted for this, shame on you that are preparing to vote for it, that have let it get this far. Out of the $1.7 trillion, not one penny, it's in the legislation, in the omnibus, not one penny can be spent on border security. Now, what what mental patient, what lunatic would ever put something like that together? So I'm proud of people like uh, Senator Mike Lee and a few others. They're holding out. They're not voting for it unless Title 42 gets a up and down vote. Make them vote. Uh, Schumer won't post it. That's why it's just such a shame that by such a narrow margin. Let me see what Joe Piscopo has to say here. Oh, this is great. Uh, Let me see. Stand by. I'm going to write stand by. Uh, Joe saw my story on Sir Paul McCartney. He surprised diners at a New Jersey restaurant. And Joe wrote, great story. If you want to call in, let us know. Love this. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do a, um, we'll see what what time Joe has. Um, hold on. Let me just write what time. See if we can do it. It's tricky. You know, we got to time it. We each have breaks. We're not on the exact same clock, but I think we've, we've done it many times. We can make it work. Uh, anyhow, 
so $1.7 trillion on all kinds of trans stuff and all kinds of other uh, stuff. But you can't spend a penny on border security. I am tired of them lying and acting like they are doing a great job on the border and that it's Republicans' fault. I'll tell you, this is a level of dishonesty. I don't usually get twisted and and frustrated about anything. I call out liars who lie. I call them liars who lie about lying. This level of lying, whereby policy, they want these millions of illegals in this country. And at some point, they're going to have to admit it. When Corrine Jean-Pierre was saying, we are following a court order. Title 42 has to end. But that doesn't mean the border will be open. We're asking Republicans, you know, to help fund. Give me a break, you liar. You whack. Unbelievable times. So the two medical stories, a very dear friend, he has since passed away, uh, walked into my studio. I, I want to guess it was in the two thousand. And single digits. I don't remember exactly what year, 2006, maybe a little later than that. I don't really remember. E-cigarettes sort of came of age around 2006 with this nicotine uh, sort of cartridge delivery system, I think they call it. So he comes into the studio. I'm live on the air. I see this thing in his mouth. It kind of looks like a cigarette. It did look like a cigarette. But it had a blue blue thing at the end, and all of a sudden it lit red. And I see this puff of white. I mean, I, I can't even – unless you've seen vaping, the white cloud, it's not like uh, tobacco, that type of hazy, cloudy type smoke, grayish smoke. This was white, and it, it was so – Look, I didn't want to get anywhere near it. So I go to break, and he was standing there while I was doing the show. I said, oh, you ought, to, you ought to see what just walked in. I never said him by name. I said, I'm watching this, this, I don't know what it is, electronic cigarette or something, I think I called it. And so we're during the break. He said, yep, I, I quit smoking. I said, no, you didn't. He goes, oh, no, no, yes, I did. He goes, this is vaping. I said, Vaping? I said, well, you're still smoking. You're inhaling whatever that is. I said, I don't even know how that – I said, what, does that heat that and liquid turns into vapor? I mean, what is this thing? So he didn't quite understand it, but it delivered the nicotine, and the belief was that it was not harmful. So I said, look, you know I'm not a doctor. I said, but I'm so adverse to smoking. I hate it. I mean, I've literally watched it kill people. In the worst way. And I'm telling you right now, maybe we won't know it today or next week or next year, but we're going to find out that that is not good. I said, and the crazy thing is that might even be worse than smoking. I don't know what's in that. I don't know what ingredients. So now there's more research that's been uncovered. You need time for this to develop what it's actually doing. And the researchers have concluded that inhaling vape products damages a critical layer of the lungs called the, I don't know, uh, surfactant. I, I, I don't know the word, surfactant. 
so what that does is it's made of lipids and proteins and it makes it possible to breathe with minimal effort. It, it, it's a big deal, this surfactant or whatever it is, to um, reduce surface tension. Researchers say that breathing requires more effort and possibly even mechanical help, like some kind of oxygen or ventilator or something, without this layer, this protective layer. So there, there was a quote from this um, Lawson Health Research Institute in Ontario, Canada, saying vaping, quote, continues to be popular, but not much is known about what happens with the aerosol when it enters the lungs. Well, hey, how about this? How about the first time I saw it, I said, that's not good. You are inhaling that. Whatever chemicals are in that, that can't be good. So they're studying this stuff. There are people, young people, that have been on ventilators, permanent lung damage. I don't think you have to be a doctor to say it's not safe. It's not good for you. And I'll tell you what, we're in a very dangerous environment with the flu, with RSV, with COVID-19. And those who vape, you're big time, big time susceptible to all kinds of problems, developing lung injury, all kinds of things. When we come back, I never heard this one before. And it's something that some stroke survivors experience. I never heard it before. We'll see if you did next. It's 45 minutes past the hour. Wide Open Forum is coming up right after the top of the hour break. John Zarek at 8, and we're working on the 9 o'clock hour as we speak. I have one in the bag, but we might be doing something else based on a story that I'm working on. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And that is right. It is 10 minutes before the top of the hour, so I never knew this before. Uh, must be terrible. Some stroke survivors feel that one hand is bigger than the other. The piece I read went something like this. Imagine living day to day with one hand that feels like it's a baseball mitt or the other that feels like a small clutching claw. Oh, that's just terrible. And that's the experience for many stroke survivors. Stroke survivors live with chronic pain, and they're almost three times as likely as a pain-free American to experience what they call altered body perception. The pain-afflicted stuff actually tricks the brain into believing that a stroke hand or a stroke victim has a hand that's either bigger or smaller than it actually is. There's a study that was co-authored by um, Lorimer Mosley, an international pain expert with the University of South Australia. 
and they, they documented their findings saying, quote, these remarkable findings show us that we are perhaps more complex creatures than we previously thought. Also, chronic pain has been shown to alter the way that people perceive their own bodies. Body perception is formed by our brain combining different sensory inputs, and it can be changed by one's memories, beliefs, attitudes, and perceptions. So what they did, they surveyed 523 stroke survivors. What they found is that three out of the five, or three out of every five survivors of stroke are living with chronic pain. Give you an idea, that's 300% higher than in the general population. So those stroke patients in chronic pain are about 2.9 times more likely to perceive one hand as being a different size compared to the others. And remember, that's your reality. You, You can't tell somebody, hey, it's not. Oh, outstanding. I'll announce this in just a little bit. Uh, Just telling a friend that I'm going to be reaching out to them. It's work-related. Give me one second. This is good news. And always welcome. All right, so that's um, that's pretty much what we learned about this. Um, never knew it, and I'll never forget it now. Shows you there's a lot of people out there that suffer with this kind of thing, and they um, they don't even complain. Maybe their immediate family knows, and maybe they keep it to themselves. Dates have been set for the 2024 Republican convention. I'm not really sure why certain things go the way that they go. But they're going to Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee beat out Nashville, Tennessee. For the honor of hosting the convention. You can imagine that's a very big deal. To We, we had the 1964 Democratic National Convention. Atlantic City, of course, blew it. But... Um, Why would you go to basically a a blue state? I mean, Wisconsin's sort of purple. To to be fair, Republicans win, Democrats win, but it's not really a Republican state. Now, you might say, go to somewhere like that. Tennessee is decidedly Republican. Go somewhere where perhaps you would have a chance to maybe win the state. I just don't. I don't think holding the convention in a state, if you held the Republican National Convention in California, the Democrats are going to still win California by millions and millions and millions of votes. So I would I would um, it's not about preaching to the choir, but I would reward a state that actually comes through for you. Be strategic. Be political, if not 
on something like this when this I can also tell you that the Republican National Convention will be held July 15th through July 18th. And I'll tell you what has to get worked out. This is very important and it's not being talked about a lot. There needs to be debates. If Joe Biden especially, I don't care about debates, but Joe Biden, he has to be exposed. And you get very few chances. The Democrat media protects him. He's going to be basement Joe again. He'll, he'll come out squinting and put his, sun, his aviator sunglasses on and maybe go over to, uh, to Delaware, to um, Scranton, Pennsylvania, and then shuffle back in down to the basement. You, if Joe Biden is a Democratic nominee, there has to be debates. You might be wondering, why is he saying this? There's always presidential debates. There's usually two presidential debates and one vice presidential debate. Well, guess what? If you've forgotten this or didn't know it in the first place, and nobody's talking about this, the Republican National Committee already voted. They're not participating in the presidential debates as they are set up right now. And look, they're, 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 they're terrible. It's all Democrats. And then they pick somebody like Chris Wallace, who's a jackass. And then they say it's fair. Chris Wallace was terrible in that debate. Beyond terrible. I think he was a Charles Barkley terrible. It was terrible. Just awful. All right, we have a, um, what I love We have a programming switcheroo. Here's what's happening. Our great friend, Tom Cantone, is going to join us after the top of the hour break. We're going to have a full hour. I'm I'm changing the whole 9 o'clock hour now. We're going to have a full hour of Wide Open Forum in the 9 o'clock hour. So anybody that we miss, and, and stay tuned, because I'm not sure that Tom can stay for more than the first half. If he can't stay for the second half, we'll have open forum in the second half at 609-407-1450. We'll learn that. I'm going to be calling him in about five minutes. We'll learn that in just a few minutes, and we'll let you know when we come back with Tom, who is the longtime Atlantic City Casino senior executive and, of course, longtime senior casino executive in Connecticut. Many, many years more than a decade at Foxwoods and I've actually lost track and I'm actually going to break my um, my skid if you will I have not visited Tom this is impossible one of my best friends on the planet FFL just it's inexplicable to me uh, that I have not visited him at Mohegan Sun we used to do our show from Foxwoods every year Uh, My family has been there. I've never been there. And on a bunch of occasions, my job got in the way. Uh, That's going to change in February. Because another thing that keeps getting in the way is my getting to see Carrie Underwood in concert. I I lost track of how many times I was supposed to go. And then one fantastical thing after another uh, would happen and prevent me from going. So we have our tickets. We are ready to go in February. We're going to just fix all those um, omissions. Tom Cantone, 
joins us next. It's Hurley in the Morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Love it. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you so much and welcome to Hurley in the Morning, hour number two on this very special Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve episode of The Truth and Broadcasting. All right, so there there are these things that you just have to accept. You can't explain them, but you just have to accept reality. You have to accept the truth, even when you can't readily explain it. Tom will back me up on this. The great Tom Cantone is standing by, as we, as we promised, on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, the president of Mohegan Sun Sports and Entertainment and just remarkable, remarkable uh, accomplished senior executive and and, an even better person and friend. So I decide I'm going to text Tom. I think it was about 10 of 7 or something like that. He's always awake. Doesn't matter what hour of the day we can talk to each other. Uh, And I write, um, are you available to come on with me today at 7.05? So, Tom, uh, mo-ho-ho, Merry Christmas, and you, when I sent that text to you, what were you thinking about? So, let me do a, a Paul Harvey, here's the rest of the story. The rest of the story is, I'm laying in bed this morning, and you're right, I'm up at the crack of dawn or before, and I'm on my phone, and looking at emails and texts and whatnot, which we always do. And I said, I, I think do Harry's show to say Merry Christmas and and connect. And, I, you know, we always do that. And I said, all of a sudden, you popped into my head. And then you text me. I mean, you can't make it up. No. You cannot make it up the same wavelength. and everything. I mean, it's sort of like magical, you know, like Lennon and McCartney. We have a Magic. connection. Yeah. Is what that means. Yeah. Now, Tom, so, I, ha- I, have to, I have to share this uh text that you sent me because you were very kind to react to the story that I wrote about Paul McCartney today. Tom Cantone writes me the following. Paul McCartney has sold more records than Guinness World Records has records, has sold more than 100 million albums and 100 million singles, has 60 gold albums all over the world, wrote or co-wrote 129 songs that have cracked the Billboard Hot 100 chart. 91 of them made the top 10, and 32 went to number one. He wrote 43 songs that sold more than 1 million copies. How about 22 studio albums, 8 live albums, 3 greatest hits albums, 75 singles, 55 music videos, 5 classical albums, and 7 albums in collaboration with other artists at 80 years old, had the best-selling number one album, Maybe I'm Amazed, is putting it lightly. And I know you noticed this. I began my article with Maybe I'm Amazed. And I know yeah. I know people will pick up on that. Then I put Imagine If, and I know people uh, like you and others <coughs> will pick up on that. So you think about his body of work. Uh, it's I, I just say it's unprecedented, Tom, and there'll never be anything like it again. 
the greatest modern day composer of all time. What you just read is unmatchable. I mean, there's a lot of great artists out there that write songs and whatnot, and they come and go. This guy's 50, 60 years later. You know, his very first song he ever wrote is Will You Still Love Me When I'm 64. He wrote that when he was 15. Wow. Amazing. You know, when, he, when he was 15. You know, they wrote She Loves You, you know, with, in his living room with his parents there, you know, when they were 16. And, you know, his dad, when they ended it with, yeah, 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 his dad says, no, you got to be proper English. It's yes, yes, yes. And, <laughs> and they said, no, they said, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just incredible um, accomplishment at 80 and 81. And Ringo is up there now at 80. And <clears throat> what they did, it. see, the thing about the Beatles and Paul, and he, Paul talks about it, is they never stayed the same. They never stayed in one sound. They kept exploring and, and innovating and creating things, even the the, revo, uh, the, the evolution of, of album covers and putting the lyrics in the albums, never done before, the movies that you know became video, hit videos, and everything they touched, the artwork that became, they realized that there's more than just a song that you release on a 45. By the way, they even became a cartoon, and that was really before serious adult type groups did things like that so they were yeah they were very um forward thinking very inventive and i love and he writes a christmas song you know there's ten thousand christmas songs that have been written and simply having a wonderful christmas time is one of my favorites it's just he has a magical way of the minute you hear his song you can sing it back you know, and you know everything. You know where it's going to go. The melody yeah. feels good yeah. and all of that. You know, and of course, yesterday, the most reproduced song in the history of, of music. So, I mean, Hey, by the way, Tom, this is not going to like roll off anybody's tongue or anything like that. But I sent it to you this morning. The beautiful song from the 2006 movie with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, Lake House. And I'm just encouraging everyone. And the word the is in it, too. So if you look it up. Uh, you should just speak it into your remote that most most remotes do that now and just go familiarize yourself with this movie it is a beautiful movie the paul mccartney song this never happened before is prominently featured in in the um in the movie is that not a beautiful song you know it's funny i'm glad you reintroduced that to me because it just shows his you know expansive creativeness of yes. just he can do whatever you know, it's it's magic. It really, he doesn't even know it. I've, I've listened to many of his interviews. He doesn't even know. And when someone asks him how he's, he says it's magic. You know, it, it just comes to him. And he does what I thought, you know, great songwriters do. He, he first comes up with the melody. Because the melody to me sells everything. And then words come after it. And, you know, sometimes words don't even matter. But when they do, it becomes, you know, just this this unbelievable feeling that you get, you know, when you hear it. But, but, but Paul is just the most humble 
of his success. Yes. You know, he's never gotten in trouble. You don't hear anything bad about him. He doesn't come out and put people down. Uh, he's very polite about today's music. I know he doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he'll say, you know, it was very interesting to hear that song. You know, he's, he, he's respectful of other people. Um, no one will ever touch him. But all of them, I mean, George... You know, they never let George in. I watched the document, documentary, you know. They, they never let George in much. And he came on and wrote, I don't know, 15 big top hits. I mean, all things. George, hey, hey, Tom, just to show you how unique, and you know my daughter Kristen very well. Kristen's favorite Beatle is George. You don't yeah. hear anybody say that. It's always Harry's is Paul. I think I can say this. Tom's is John. But you have great reverence for Paul as well. But if you had to pick one, do you pick John? It's a toss-up. Uh, you know, my I have a buddy. You know, he's he's a big you know Beatles fan and everything. And we have this discussion all the time. Well, well, John was different. He he was mystical. He was spiritual. There, the, the, imagine is is my favorite song. It's the national anthem of the planet. How, how he, it's very simple and melodic, but the words are, you know, imagine all the people cheering all the world. You, know, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will live as one. The other thing, Tom, is that Lennon died young. He was snuffed out. I guess that was what, Mark David Chapman. I don't know why I even know that. I don't like to remember uh, the people that do these kinds of things. But so we McCartney has 40 some more years, you know, on on Lennon. Uh, that also probably is a big part of it. Yeah, fair point. Uh, he's had much more runway. You know, John was cut short, uh, you know, and, and George, too. You know, George yeah. died, you know, uh, a death that was, you know, he could have prevented. But, you know, he was a smoker and everything. And. And and all that, but he he was just getting started. As believe it or not, how does it feel? We've got to go to the break because I know you got to get out of here. So I still want to ha- let's go to the sec. Let's go to the break so that we can have a quality second segment. Tom's got to leave at seven thirty. I wish that wasn't true, but because there's so much I want to talk to him about. We're also going to get into the reason for the season. We're going to get into the difference between Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We're gonna we're gonna vomit all over that uh, before Tom leaves. But, Tom, I got to ask you, as the man that literally wrote the book, which I'm so proud to have my autographed copy in my library, book him. The man that's booked many, many, beyond, well beyond 10,000 acts. The one that thus far has eluded you. The only one I'm aware of is Sir Paul McCartney. I'd like you to talk about that, what that feels like, because I know you've worked hard. I know you've... I know you've drawn many contracts up, and and I believe you've come close. Uh, how does that feel, and is it still achievable? Is it still attainable? Much more with Tom Cantone on the Hurley in the Morning program right after this. Here's my friend, Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. There is such hatred out there. On the left, the people that seem to bear the brunt of this hatred in a PC world, a woke world, it doesn't matter if you're African-American and you're a conservative. It's just open season in terms of the type of rhetoric that is used so often 
uh, against African-American conservatives. Yeah, we saw this happening to Herschel Walker. And it's said on the media on a regular basis. And there's no outrage. There's no consequences. We don't call for firings or boycotts or, or cancellations or any of this stuff. But I mean, if you said it about any other individual group, it would never be tolerated. It's the double standard stench that bothers me the most. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. Hey, do you want to improve your shooting? Of course you do. Now you're going to love Mantis X. Now they have improved my shooting dramatically. It is a must have for every responsible gun owner. Now the Mantis X is a high tech but simple to use system used extensively, by the way, by the military. And it improves your shooting quickly and will give you the confidence in your ability to protect what you love. Now, here's how it works. You attach the Mantis X to your firearm. You connect with an app on your smartphone or tablet or Bluetooth. It gives instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. Now, the Mantis X is like a firearms instructor right in your pocket. And 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. And Mantis X is the best way to train at home. No driving to the range, no spending money on range fees and ammo. You're going to save a ton of money and improve your shooting. So start improving today. Just go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. We're with uh, President Tom Cantone. I like to say that. He has earned it. It's 21 minutes past the hour. We've only got him for eight minutes. Let's make it count. Tom, the reason for the season, Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays. There. I went there. I said it. I teed it up. Take it away. Well, I, I was actually thinking this the other day that I'm starting to hear a lot of happy holidays. Last year, I had more uh, Merry Christmases, and I thought people were, you know, starting to realize it's that's it's a Christmas <laughs> holiday, you know. And because I would like to say to somebody, you know, they say Happy Holidays. Well, how, what holiday is it? Oh, it's yeah. Well, that's the answer right there. It's not a holiday. It's Merry Christmas. So, I I wrote this thing that Harry, I, I you know how it is. You're like that's probably it. It comes to you and you can't stop it. It's called One Wonderful Life, and a friend of mine put it on YouTube and it's out there uh, right now. But I, I just came with this this perception. It's all about perception, you know, about Christmas. It's not about shopping and gifts and and parties and all these other things it's a guy's birthday it's a birthday of somebody you know that we don't even that you know over one billion minutes ago a man we never met lived a, a humble short life that lasted only 33 years only 33 years. There's no photos, no videos, no autographs, no memorabilia, mm-hmm. nothing of him anywhere. He never wrote a book, never belonged to a political party, never held office, never went to college, never traveled beyond his backyard, never had a career, never played sports, never had social media or a hit record, TV show, movie, or even a podcast, but is the world's biggest rock star today. Yet 5 million um, five million teachers preach and sing his praises to 2.2 billion people, a third of the world's populations, who fill 37 million church venues around the world, something Ticketmaster or Taylor Swift could never match. 
as people religiously make him the world's richest box office attraction. All the armies, kings, governments, and civilizations of 108 billion people who lived before and after him have not affected the human race as much as this one solitary life. Not one of them has a birthday that is celebrated for over 19 centuries, had 10,000 songs recorded, and caused Americans to spend over $960 billion on birthday presents. Imagine if he didn't exist. So on Christmas Day, remember to say, happy birthday, and celebrate the true meaning of this one wonderful life. Bravo. There you go. Bravo, Tom. That I mean, that is amazing. That's one of the best things I've ever heard on this topic that just doesn't get its due, as crazy as that sounds. That was fantastic. Well, it just came to me, and I, I got tired of hearing, you know, happy holidays and everyone. What are you celebrating? Do you know what you're, when you're celebrating? Uh, it's a birthday of someone that has changed the world 19th century still and counting he he was the beatles of you know of his day <laughs> and you know and, and still is and so you know when you say you know to be pc and happy holidays i get it you know you, you want to be inclusive of everybody and i don't like that word but still you know you want to make everyone feel one but the real meaning is it, we're celebrating the birth of somebody who changed the world and has a following to this day of billions of people. And, you know, we never, we skirt around it. We never talk about it. Uh, every, every home is decorated without recognition of that. And that's a celebration of, of that. I get it and everything. But I was driving home the other night. I, this is a true story. And I said, there's nothing that even says his name. We never even say his name. And then on the lawn was this giant Jesus on the lawn, all lit up in Christmas lights. And I went, well, there you go. He was reaching out to me and saying, don't worry, Tom, I got you covered. Well, Tom, you know, there is a cleansing of everything. I mean, you see what's been happening, how they take Christ out of Christmas, They all of it. Uh, I mentioned to Tom the other day when this became famous, when Stanford University idiots uh, put out words that are hostile or negative, the word American is considered negative. How how can we allow that in America? How can we allow that to be said? Yeah, but my thing on that is, well, who are they? Everyone I know, you know, doesn't agree with that. You know, so somebody, one person who has the, you know, the writing ability to, to make those, and that makes the, that makes the news. But nobody thinks that. Nobody. You know, so I, I know it's a shame and it's disrespectful and all of that, but I don't give it any credence and nobody follows that rule. Nobody. You know, I mean, you can, you can rewrite all the things you want to write, but no one's going to follow it. We're Americans and everybody knows that. You know, and I'm even impressed with the younger generation. You know, my daughter's 16 and I hear a lot of what they say they're not buying into it they think it's ridiculous you know there is common sense still you know but it's up to the parents by the way that's encouraging because if that was not the case if this literally was working I mean we call it what you will brainwashing whatever indoctrination 
uh, re-education. I mean, whatever you want to call it. I guess if you're learning it for the first time, it would not be re. It would just be education. That that is um, that restores my faith. That 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 makes me feel very good because you just don't know anymore these radical things that are being taught and said. You don't know. You know, certain minds are sponges, and what they hear the most, you know, becomes their normal. And we we just can't allow that because. We're in the process of losing our country if we don't get a hold of this. you got to leave in two minutes. Let me ask you just a shop question to close out with because I think we covered a lot of good stuff uh, that, that had nothing to do with business. Give us your assessment of the year 2022 from a business standpoint. We had the greatest year ever. It was uh, a remarkable year for my team and for Mohegan Sun and all of our properties. Uh, we hit the ground running, never stopped. We, we kept going, man. We took, we kept running laps, handing the baton off to the next person. Even during the pandemic, as you know, we never stopped. We never closed. We never accepted defeat. You know, we found a way to beat it and, you know, reinvent ourselves and reimagine how we could live, you know, when people were telling us that we couldn't. And we lived every day. You know, the secret of life is to live it. And we did. And, you know, it, it paid off. We had, we had attendance records. We, we had the best year ever so you know if that's any indication of our product our product is fun you know and we create memories there's that's the best medicine of all there's nothing that can match that nothing you can pour all the 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 water on our fire but we're still going to be you know you know alive and well with you know with the magic that we have created and i see the happiness of people coming into our venues and how and just that to me is the best medicine. You know, you can't put us down. We're encouraged about life. We live it. So, you know, my mom always used to say life is for the living. And, you know, and you, every day counts, man. There are no timeouts in life, as you know. And as you get older, you realize, you know, the best part of living is giving up every day to live it. So you know, we've done that. And I'm so proud of my team and Mohegan Sun. And next year, we got our new venue opening. We're going to be opening in, in South Korea, uh, uh, a 15,000-seat arena to a big $4 billion resort complex. So lots of excitement going on. But besides all of that, everyone's got to realize that they're an army of one. Stand in, in a circle and draw a circle around you. That's what you control. Don't let anybody, these guys that reinvent words and put down things, they're mocked. They're mocked by everybody. They make, we make fun of them. If they ever realize there is no credence or credibility in anything that they're doing. And today's kids, and I was just referring to it, they sit around the table and they laugh at it. So there is a reason that, you know, we still have history. We have a legacy. We have something to be proud of, and we should all build on it. But it starts and ends in the home. Don't let anybody tag team your kids away and reprogram them. You, they, you raise them with your culture, with your heritage. Uh, tell stories about your grandparents, where they're from. All the hard work does pay off. Just don't quit. You know, and, you know, to, tomorrow, the great thing about hope is hope is a good things and good things never die. Make sure you live that. That's all I'm saying. So with that, Harry, I just want to tell you, you know, you're you're the president of the FFL club. Margie Antonio is also what is he? He's the he's the uh, vice president. Right. And I'm and I'm chairman of the FFL club. And for people out there who don't know what that is, that's Friends for Life. 
if you're lucky enough to have the friends for life that we do, you're going to be, you're going to live a happy life forever. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Enjoy your family and friends. It's the best gift of all that we get to open every day. Tom, Merry Christmas. And as your president, uh, I have something that will memorialize what you just said uh, on on or about December 27th, purposefully a few days after Christmas. You're going to like wow. it. You're going to like it. All right. Okay, man. Thank you, Harry. Merry Christmas, Tom. Thank you, Mary. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, we'll talk soon and give Margie a hug for me. We'll do. Have a great day. Right. He is Tom Cantone. I am respectfully yours early in the morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Do me a favor, light up the phone line, 609-407-1450. We're going strong. Open forum right after this. Three stories you can follow right now. Sir Paul McCartney surprises diners at a New Jersey restaurant. We have the story. It was a lot of fun to write. State of New Jersey has demanded a delay in the naming of a Baderfield developer. We have that story. And the Atlanta County prosecutors and their partners make a major drug bust. You can read all about that on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. It's early in the morning. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Over the next 24-plus hours, we're going to pick up one to two inches of rain across South Jersey. Another thorough soaking. It starts with scattered showers this morning, steadier rain as the day goes on. 49 this afternoon, 56 tonight with heavy rain, 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gusts, maybe even thunder and lightning. One more round of rain and snow tomorrow morning through midday, then temperatures tumble. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Treat everyone on your... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 38 minutes past the hour. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Rosemary from Ventnor. How are you? Very well. Merry Christmas, Rosemary. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Thank too. You. Thank you. The title is An Agenda. It does stink what aberrant adults are doing to the children, and they expect us to be in the pink? Well, what I think is that they are molding the children into what they want them to become. These adults are really a bunch of bums. Children only know what adults teach them. On their own, children don't know about sex change, identity, nor do they comprehend these dangerous drugs that will be inflicted on them. Nor do they understand the long-term side effects of these sex-changing drugs. A lifetime of medical appointments dealing with the issues of side effects of some of these drugs on the various organs in the body, let alone the mind. In my opinion, these minions are actually child abusers. They are not really looking out for what's best for the children. They just want to push a sick agenda. The children should be taught to be happy with whom God made them to be. Female, the child bearers. Male, the protectors of their family. Now, all special needs children, including same-sex attraction, 
should be dealt with within the family and their own personal private health care providers. Everyone else should take their hands off these children. So, you know, as we celebrate Christmas and we look at the Christ child in the manger, let's look at all children with respect and reverence and keep them what God intended them to be. Rosemary, beautiful. Thank you. Merry Christmas. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. That was uh, very, very nice. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes, good morning. The the left always likes to talk about democracy, democracy, democracy. How about liberty? When you put your hands on somebody else's kids, you're taking away the liberty of that parent over the jurisdiction of their own child. So they need to stop, shut their trap and start paying attention. We need to pay attention to what they're up to. Yeah, what I do like, there there are federal judges, though, that are stepping up. What people have to do, you have to challenge. You know, take a page from the other side. They challenge everything. When these outrageous decisions are made, you have to challenge them. A federal judge released a blistering decision that called it uh, aberrant and all kinds of over-the-top descriptions for these different things that are being put in place where uh, unbelievable changes can be made to children and their parents don't have to be given notification. That's outrageous. That cannot be allowed to exist. That parent would have their children taken from them. From Dyfus, if somebody said they did something wrong, how do you do these things and not bring parents into it? So this this outrageous stuff will only stand if we let it. That's right. Now, I want to bring up uh, the E&E Daily. It's, a, it's an organization that deals with energy. Uh, this, is a, this is from 2016. In 2016, an investment firm co-funded by Hunter Biden helped a Chinese mining conglomerate get control of a large Congolese cobalt mine from an American company. It is unclear whether Hunter Biden was directly involved, yeah, right, with the deal, which happened while his father was still vice president, or how much money he may have gotten from it. Now, it was 3.8, this is not mentioned here, but it was $3.8 billion. Even if he didn't get the lion's share, even if it was split up by 10 people, well, he got $380 million. That's a lot of money. Or maybe 20 people, then he got $170 million. But the fact remains is that, or 180 million, rather, something to that effect. Anyway, my math solved. Whatever. <laughs> Once you get past 100 million dollars, yeah. But uh, it's funny. Yeah, it's insane. These people are insane because uh, they're pushing for electric cars. The batteries need cobalt and lithium. So he gets, he 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 withdraws from a does a botched job of withdrawing from Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, they grow more. They have just as much. Uh, Cope, I don't know, lithium in their minds as they do uh, poppy growing in their fields. So, um, yeah, we need to take our country back. Thanks for letting me call in. You're welcome, Flash. Merry Christmas. I'm saying Merry Christmas to everyone uh, because tomorrow will be a best of early in the morning. I am. And anybody wonders, well, why are you doing Fox News, but you're not doing your own show? I was off tomorrow completely. And Fox News needed me, so I was not going to say no. So I am going to work tomorrow. I'll be on from 3 to 6 p.m. And looking forward to it. I know we're going to have a great show on what will be Christmas Eve Eve. Today is Christmas Eve Eve Eve. Uh, We're going to take more of your phone calls right after this. Please don't go away. You are our next caller. I hope you hang in there just for a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. 
more early in the morning right after this. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. It's 47 minutes past the hour. Hurley in the Morning continues on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome to the program. Merry Christmas. Uh, no malice and Merry Christmas to everyone, and especially here in this area, Atlantic City, Atlantic County, um, where the people being just crippled to neglect and greed uh, the state. We are in the belly of the beast, hmm. and that beast is the state of New Jersey. And i like to let people know, I have contacted the governor's office and in a few times. It got a little bit testy, and I think a little bit of word got out, but it was the situations here. Whoa. The damnable situations in the projects, Harry. Yeah. The damnable situation we went through here, Baldy Plaza. People stuff ruined, packed up, broken communication system, expensive things. And uh, there were some delay during the time in the court, they blame it on COVID. But I just want to say is that the times we are in and what affects Atlantic City affects all of us. So I'm saying this way to feel we know development. Who has seen more development than the people in Atlantic City that has been affected? So I'm calling on Atlantic City, Mayor City Council, then the levels, the freeholders, all of them, let's do Atlantic City. We've done development. This is the last piece of big land that could really get the people out of the gutter. And we are excited, but let's take our share. We know what that uh, place is worth. It's up to a billion dollars. But remember, though, Willie, the state of New Jersey, Denny has no say. Good man. Great job. He does. But he has no say on Baderfield. Marty Small has no say on Baderfield. City Council has no say on Baderfield. The state of New Jersey only. And if you get a minute, Willie, I've got to jump for now. Uh, check out the article that I wrote yesterday all about it. Uh, the state demanded that Atlantic City take off its agenda the approval of Deem Enterprises as the developer for Bader Field. And this has really been uh, poorly reported, uh, not only specifically on what took place yesterday, but also this really is only a vote to give one developer the right, the ability to ultimately become the developer. So it's it's almost like a... Um, just the first effort. If if it's not acceptable, then it that that developer won't win in the end. But but it is a very important decision, though. I don't want to mitigate, you know, downplay that. Uh, but that it is a state of New Jersey decision, Willie. None of the other people you mentioned, for, uh, the commissioners, county commissioners, the local people, the county executive, no say whatsoever. State of New Jersey has total control of Atlantic City by legislation. Uh, they will make the call. I got to run. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Comfort Keepers. This one is personal to me, 
as a nurse dad. And they do a great job, Comfort Keepers of Atlanta, Cape May, and Southern Ocean Counties. They treat your family member like a member of their own family. And I know people say that because it sounds good, but it's true. Comfort Keepers helps people live safely and independently at home so that you can stay at home. Comfort Keepers goes above and beyond to provide professional in-home care that elevate your quality of life and delivers you with peace of mind. Comfort Keepers are available when you need them the most, whether it is for as little as four hours per week. So that might be an hour a day here or there, not even an hour every day or 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They can do it all. Comfort Keepers treats each client with dignity and respect. Call Comfort Keepers at 609-277-7855. They're on the web at comfortkeepers.com. Please tell Comfort Keepers that Harry Hurley sent you. It's a great day on Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Oh, it is a great day in Brigantine, Harry. It's a much uh, easier walk this morning. Not nearly as cold. There's no wind. Beautiful. Yes. So a couple of things. Uh, Let me dovetail off of um, what Willie was saying. You know, I'm always hearing about these these broken, broken neighborhoods, broken neighborhoods. So you ask yourself, why are the neighborhoods broken? We laid a story to you, and I think I've done this before. Uh, right after, this, during the summer of George, and you know what I'm talking about, yeah. uh, when they were burning down cities, of course, that was visited upon Atlantic City. And the day after the uh, uh, outlets were trashed, that morning, the next morning, I drove around, and it was warm, so I had my window down, and I was taking pictures of all the destruction around Atlantic City. So I came upon a red light, and there were three girls, I'm going to say no older than 13, 14 at the most. They were dressed nicely. They all had cell phones, talking amongst each other and talking on their cell phones. And they're discussing, well, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And I'm listening to this as I'm sitting at the red light. And the one girl gets a text or a call, and she says to the other girl, she says, oh, such and such a store is wide open. I forget the name of the store. It doesn't matter. She said, such and such is wide open. Let's go there. Hmm. Now, here are, here are three girls, 13, 14 at the most, dressed nice. So they're not, they're not poor girls. They had, their cell phones were probably more expensive than mine. But they thought it would be okay to just go to a store and steal merchandise because the store was wide open. Now... Were they doing that because Andy is white? Were they doing that because Andy is a Republican? Were they doing that because Donald Trump was president? Or were they taught in their homes that doing that was okay? Or were they not taught that it wasn't okay? Whatever the problem is in these broken, so-called broken communities, it's not going to be fixed by the government. It's going to be fixed in the home. There is something that is not being taught to these children that tells them it's okay to do the things that they do. And then you look at them in their twenties and thirties, looting all these stores. You, you see the videos every night. Well, as you know, the Democrat politicians have told them it's okay. They've told them it's not really crime. They basically tell these stores, suck it up. You know, you're going to have to accept a certain amount of theft. And, and we've written about it. We have spoken about it on air at length 
uh, these stores and major stores that have to close in certain communities because they cannot sustain the robberies, the theft that's taking place. But that whole uh, summer of love, when they were burning stuff down, stealing at will, no one was getting charged. I reminded our audience, Andy, not that long ago, all those major cities that had all those charges, they dropped them all. They dropped all the charges on the criminals. Just let them go. Yeah. Yeah. So in a very real way, you and I, we hear about this existential threat term all the time, you know, climate change, existential threat. On a, on a very real basis, on a day-to-day living in the United States of America basis, what is the real existential threat? That the temperature is going to go up a, 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 an eighth of a degree in the next hundred years? Or is it that right now there is lawlessness throughout the country and not only are the parents teaching their kids that this is okay, but the people who are in power to protect us from these people are telling them we're not going to prosecute you. That is the real existential threat to this country. Now, so we'll leave that. If you got another minute, yeah, go. This this monstrosity, this 1.7, and Mitch McConnell. I wanted to reach through the television last night. I know you talked about this during your uh, monologue that that it was the the, the, the biggest priority was to help. Ukraine defeat the Russians, uh, and the Republicans agree that this is the biggest priority in this country. Really? Really? We're sending billions to protect their borders? But when, but we actually have verbiage in the legislation which prohibits the protection of our own borders. And just like Obamacare that was passed on Christmas Eve of 2009 in the middle of the night when no one's paying attention to the news, and they rammed it through, and Pelosi said, we've got to pass the bill in order to find out what's in it. And I, I put up a couple of quotes yesterday from the late John Conyers. He said, read the bill. He said, I love it when these members say, get up and read the bill. He said, what good's reading the bill when it's a 1,000 pages, and then after you've read it, you need, you need, you need a, a whole bunch of lawyers to explain to you what you just read. Yeah, he's right, because then there's the interpretation of it and all that. That's why, that's why now $600 and one transaction is now a taxable event when it used to be 200 transactions. No, let me correct that. 2000 transactions over the course of a year and $20,000. Uh, Andy, I got to run to the next call. We want to get in one more call before the end. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Broken communities, uh, ho, ho, no, to the shop right in Atlantic City. That was my headline last year. I wrote a story, ho, ho, no. I love I love what you just said. <laughs> Due to the supply chain problem, yeah, right. And uh, let's see, so African-American is now gone, so you're an African U.S. citizen. And I just wanted to say I love Franco Harris. You know, he lived in Linwood. He owned the uh, Wendy's in Northfield, and he had a little red sheet with Wendy's on the side. Yeah. And he just made a fuss over everybody. So it's just- hey, you know what I'm concerned about? His son didn't didn't say anything when he announced that his father had died. They're not saying how he died. What happened? It seems like it was shocking that he was not unwell or something. And they're not saying the cause of his death. You know, they're supposed to um, try to retire his jersey this weekend. Well, why, why did they? This is the other question I put out yesterday, Andrea. Why did they wait 50 years to retire his number? 
this, this Hall of Fame, immaculate reception, stud star. Why did they wait 50 years to retire his number? 40 years, whatever it's been. It's been 40, I think. 40 years to retire his number two days before he died. I don't understand this. I don't know he left it. Or two days after he died, rather. He did. He lived a humble life. I mean, he owned a Wendy's. Yeah. I mean, he would go to the local clubs around here, and he, that's probably why, because he was too nice and, and didn't hurt anybody. Off the football field, that is, right? So, Harry, thank you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. The show keeps getting better and better. Uh, thank you, Andrea. You. Thank you. Right back at you. Thank you for that, Andrea. Uh, to you and Gray, Merry Christmas uh, and all of that. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, when we come back, John Zarek. As early in the morning continues. Fourth quarter, we'll have some more fun. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you, and welcome back. It's six minutes past the hour. John Zarek is here. John Zarek is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the Morning program. The Law Offices of John Zarek presents Smart Law with John Zarek every Thursday morning in the 8 o'clock hour. The Law Offices of John Zarek focuses their efforts on criminal defense law. Their goal is to provide you, and really along with you, every member of your family, your immediate family and close folks, the very best legal defense because they have a full breadth and understanding that that the entire family uh, is involved in something like this. Uh, You can reach John and his team at 609-641-2266. They're on the web at johnzarek.com. Welcome, John Zarek. Good morning, Harry. Good morning and Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Yeah, same to you and Thank everybody you. else. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm just so happy today. So very happy. I think you know why. I do know why. Um, <laughs> a man in a, a man in a green sweatshirt and green fatigues came to America. Yeah. How about them Ukrainians, right? <laughs> um, hey, John. How about this? Please explain for me. I don't want to. I don't want to even dent your happiness, but. It seems as though the Democrats have a blank check for war uh, and nothing but love and Republicans are criticizing. I can't understand this. Well, not many Republicans, but the ones who are are Republican. Yeah, yeah, not many Republicans, but you you um, you saw the uh, the the floor of the House. Uh, well, the Congress, the full Congress, House and Senate together, you saw them at various points in his speech, and everyone was standing up, except a few uh, Republicans that are really, really hurting themselves badly, in my opinion. And uh, so, to some extent, embarrassing the country. You know, they're just, uh, you know, there's a, 
there's a phenomenon. Look, those people that are standing up and, you know, the the commentators, the anchors that are uh, anti-Ukraine, they're if they're voting, if they had if they had the opportunity to vote, ninety seven percent of what they vote for is what we would vote for. You know, they're they're conservatives. They believe in in the same stuff we believe in. They support President Trump, etc. <clears throat> However, um, you know, you you have to be discriminating when it comes to you know. You have to be discriminating when it comes to um, what you're going to vote for, what you're going to support, and especially what you're going to oppose. And there are just some people. There are some people who are not. They're just not. You know, they're, they one person or two people <clears throat> started spouting this anti-Ukrainian line, and then a small number of people, you know, a few, have you know, jumped on that bandwagon thinking that's going to be the way to go. I mean, I heard somebody actually say the so-called president of Ukraine. And I'm thinking, I was thinking about you, John. I'm thinking, what the hell's going on around here? What do you mean the so-called president? I mean, I, I no one has been able to just convey to me, I'm not saying you, John, what is going on with, with this opposition? How? I mean, they don't see... That if we help Ukraine and if Ukraine defeats Russia, how that is in our vital national American interests. What am I missing, John? I don't think anything. Yeah, he he wants to recreate. uh, uh, There's some, you know, really good people that have been drilling down on on him, um, on his mentality, Putin's mentality for many years. And he's, uh, you know, it's very clear what he's about. He's he's not, you know, he has basically real Russian Russian disinformation that he's doing it because uh, the Soviet Union is threatened. Nobody's attacking the Soviet Union. He's doing it because the Soviet Union is threatened and NATO is too powerful and he wants Ukraine to be a buffer and so so forth. So. That is not at all what's going on. You know, if you go back many years, he has this dream. And this is before NATO was crowding him or anything else. I mean, before he had that excuse. He has this dream uh, that Russia is a, um, you know, that he Russia is this great empire, what it once was, and that he is the head of that empire that he's another Peter the Great. And his speeches are constantly, he constantly makes reference to the fact that the Russian people don't really like democracy. They like a strong leader, one strong leader, and that's what they respond to, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very clear he decided to attack because he wants Ukraine. He wants Ukraine to be part of a large Russian empire. And it, and and he said, and he and his cronies came out and said, Ukraine is just the beginning. When they thought they were doing well, when they thought they were going to just roll, they said, this is just the beginning. You know, they're going to do other countries, Poland, for example, 
uh, they hate Poland. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, um, I, I, you it, know, I've used the example, John, that, that Putin believes that he's Alexander the Great. He wants to conquer territory. So he would, he thought he could steamroll through uh, Ukraine, and then it would have been absolutely on to Poland. I don't think there's any doubt about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And France, uh, I mean, you know, you have some people that are saying, well, negotiate, and which means, you know, give up, give up some Ukrainian territory and, and basically have a ceasefire, etc. He'd love that, you know, like he'd love to regroup and beef up his army and get more weapons and then attack again. I mean, there, there's no, there's no um, question in anyone who's sane's mind that he's going to do that, it, that, that he will never stop, that if he has the opportunity to, uh, to regroup, he'll attack again, uh, you know, and again, uh, it, that's, that's the way he's going. He's getting older. He's, 70 71 something like that he's uh you know he's he's he sees his window closing uh his opportunity to be this um great uh great empire leader closing uh i can tell you i, I watch polish television a lot um and they are brutal on him you know they, I, I mean, they're, they're as demeaning and vicious as you could be on a, on a leader. And they, like, for example, one of the commentators said, uh, he, he outlined a couple problems Putin had, a couple defeats he had. And he said, really, what we're looking for, what we're all looking for is to get to the bunker point, <laughs> they then they cut to a picture of um, you know a film with Hitler in his on his last day where he's shaking and shuffling. <laughs> so we want to get to the bunker point, you know. Can you hurry it up, Putin? And uh, <laughs> they, you know, they hate him. How do you how do you like? Uh, we have about a minute or two before the break, John. How do you like Zelensky with Patriot missiles? This is, uh, I think, a game changer in the war. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really strong, and it, it's it's what should be done. But you know, it, it, it's what should be done, and it will be done. But um, you know, we we have to recognize. I, I think a lot of people have said to me. I mean, they know I'm. Um, you know, my brother and I are into raising money for Ukraine. You've been most generous, you know, like a couple a thousand dollar donation, then another thousand dollar donation. And believe me, and, and then you've gotten the feedback yeah. from that, you know, yeah. of the good, the absolute yeah. good. These are beautiful people that you're working with, John. Yeah, yeah. And and you know Harry Hurley is known in Ukraine now, you know, as as a generous guy, as somebody. Yeah, you That's you know, funny. I read you the stuff. You did. No, I know. You know. I'm only laughing because it seems it seems absurd to me to hear those words. But uh, I know we're helping. I know you're doing great work, you and your brother. And I'm just blown away by the folks that you're working with that are putting their lives on the line. You know, one got blown up. And and she won't quit. I mean, uh, it's 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 an amazing story. And I mean, they are. I remember when I first talked to you, 
I said, well, John, I'm in. I want to help. I said, you know, um, how much good do you think we're going to do? And you said, we're going to save lives. I mean, these people that you're working with, they are literally saving lives. And obviously now it's getting colder and colder. This is a um, this is a pivotal winter. I mean, people people are going to get sick and people are going to die unless they get help, John. And the good thing about it is nobody gets paid. Yeah. Nobody will take money, you know. Uh, as I said, the people that we're working with, we have to fight with them to like take an overnight off or something. We have to we have to threaten. No, we're not going to we're not going to give you money for the next trip if you don't rest for a, an overnight. And then they will, you know. So and and if we do that, then typically Mark and I will send our own money for something like that. You know, like we we just don't. Um, you know, we can't find better, you can't find better people. And, they, and and it's not like we invented these people or recruited these people. These are what, what happened is when the war started, people from all over North America, young people all over North America and all over Europe immediately went to uh, the Polish border and started getting donations of vans and, and, uh, gathering supporters and start going into Ukraine and taking, taking food and medicine in and taking um, elderly and disabled people and kids out. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. So, so to, to have the opportunity, that's why I really encourage people, you know what it's like now to have, you know, you, you have, um, you know, you're just not at the racetrack, Harry, you, you've actually got to, a bet on one of the on the horses. Well, you, John, you, we've got to get the break in, but I, I want to comment on that just very ever so briefly. But it's important for me to say, John shared with me the direct comments. For, I've saw it with my own eyes. He didn't even just read it to me. He sent sent me uh, screen captures of this profound stuff. Uh, it, it was it was surreal in a way, but it was so powerful. The testimony. And, uh, John, I thank you for the opportunity to partner with you on this to you and your brother. Uh, we, we've got to jump just for a couple of minutes, coming back strong with John in just a moment. This portion of Hurley in the Morning is brought to us in part by United Methodist Communities at the Shores. And if you or someone you know, if you're considering senior living, the consideration of senior living options is obviously a very, very important decision. If this is you or someone, a loved one, I recommend the Shores. And I don't do this lightly. I've been through their facilities. They're incredible. Transitioning to the Shores is as easy as move in, unpack, and experience the abundant life that the Shores has to offer. What I can tell you, because I've seen it all, they have fully remodeled beautiful private apartments, two beautiful restaurants, a bistro on the front, on the lower lobby area, on-site fitness center, transportation to local shopping. They've got it all. And it's just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. To learn more, call United Methodist Communities at the Shores. Please take a moment to tell them that I sent you early in the morning and call 609-399-8505. That's 609 Three nine nine eighty five oh five. Back with 
John Zarek, right after this, I am... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. We just had a presidential visit uh, and I'm still employed. That's a good that's a good thing, uh, at least for the moment. I'm, I'm still employed. Uh, John Zarek, please continue. Yeah, so we were we were talking about uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. Um, I, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, my brother and I've been into this uh, for a long time, and I think some, you know, a, a lot of people understand, but a lot of people just sort of don't have a clue. You know, they they don't pay attention to the news from Ukraine. They don't understand what's going on. They don't, you know, and unfortunately they do hear people making comments, uh, radio, television, negative to supporting Ukraine. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they were sort of not on board. They're not off board, but not on board. And, you know, after, you know, now after that, uh, and, and then I've talked to a number of people since the speech, uh, last night, this morning, they, they it's like, okay, John, now we understand. Now we get it. Where do we write the check? You know, where do we send the check? Um, they, you know, once you see him and you see him, uh, you know, you saw him make that presentation before Congress, it's not like maybe he's on the right track. Maybe it's the right person to support maybe it's the right country to support you know you know you just you hear that and you know i mean that was a historic event in fact it was compared to churchill's wartime speech when england was boxed in um fighting the battle against hitler alone you know he he came and made that speech before congress which had tremendous impact tremendous impact um on the war and the course of the war and that's you know that's what um president Zelensky did last night so it was it was really uh, an incredibly good sincere honest brave act <clears throat> even flying over here i mean you know the russians are trying to kill him left and right Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. And they telegraphed that he was coming. I mean, that made it, I thought, even more dangerous. Let me get your John Zarek take on something, because I heard someone do a whole monologue and it, it really was disgusting to me. They said the least he could have done was put a suit on, you know, and they showed a picture of when he was in a suit when he was with President Trump uh, in, in the um, either the Oval Office or somewhere in the White House where they were together. And I thought, well, don't you understand? He left the battlefield. Uh, to come and meet with our commander in chief, a strategic alliance, and then he was going to meet with the the joint session of the legislature. So he came in his typical daily uh, attire, which is the green sweatshirt, ring neck, uh, and the green uh, fatigues. I understood the optic completely, John, uh, but evidently some thought that he showed disrespect. Because he didn't put a suit on. I'm thinking they said Churchill put a suit on uh, when he came and spoke. Uh, 
I'm not the least bit concerned about what he wore. And I accepted when I saw him. Look, I'll be honest with you because I did TV for 25 years. I'm I'm very well aware of media and optics and things. So I did have to process because it did look different. You know, you're used to to seeing everybody dressed up, you know, to the nines. But I understood it all. Um, do you have a comment on that? Yeah, I mean, I I think it was uh, an A plus 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 performance and presentation. I mean, I I don't think it could have been improved in any way. It was, uh, <clears throat> I mean, he got continuous standing ovations from both sides of the aisle throughout, except for a, a few. And I really mean a few because they went out of their way to show, um, you know, a few people, a few Republicans who have been anti, anti-Ukraine sitting down and not standing up and, and clapping, not smiling and so forth. So, you know, it was, um, do do they express themselves well enough? Because I don't mind split decisions. I I think they're interesting, but and we can agree always to disagree. But what is their opposition? They do, they don't seem to say. No, they don't verbalize it. They can't verbalize it because there's nothing there's nothing to verbalize. So there's a geopolitical thing. It's almost like since Biden and the Democrats support it unconditionally, and it's almost like a blank check sort of deal. Uh, and that we're all in, they don't just to be opposed to that, it seems. Mitch McConnell said it's the most important thing right now. Uh, so he obviously feels different than the ones. I just, every time I see one of them, I'm thinking, what's your agenda? What's what's your what's your angle? I, 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 I'm sure of this. Well, first of all, if Trump had stayed president, we wouldn't be talking about this because Putin never would have invaded Ukraine if Trump remained the president. But just say I'm wrong and Trump was still the president and and Putin did. I think the only difference would have been Trump would have provided more aid quicker. The war might be over by now if Trump were the president, but he would not have slow walked. He would not have denied the assistance. He had a very good rapport, great relationship with Vladimir Zelensky. So uh, I don't get it. Even the ones that are opposed to it, if Trump were the president, I think he would have been even more robust with his support. Do you agree? Yeah, they're they're Well, it, the, the war wouldn't have started. I and, agree. And I just said hypothetically very, say it's it a did. Very good interview. Oh, sure. He'd be all in. I'm, I'm quite sure um, he'd be decisive. He 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 hates this dribble a little here and there. Um, he, he doesn't act that way in business. He didn't act that way in government. He's uh, he's aggressive, you know, and, and once he decides to do something, he's going to do it. And there's a there's an interview. If you want to know why he Putin wouldn't wouldn't have done this with Trump in, there's an interview with Putin where he's discussing uh, the difference between Trump and Biden. And he said, you know, Trump is very smart. He's very decisive. He's uh, he's very strong. Um, he makes decisions quickly. Um, you know, essentially, he's a threat. And then he said Biden is a different type of person. He's been in. He's a, a political person. He's been in in politics his whole life. 
and you know he's deliberates everything and and he's not going to make any quick decisions which which in this case would mean you know um he he wouldn't he he wouldn't be thought of by Putin as someone who's going to go all out. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna agree with the tenor of that. But the reality was, day one, Biden called Zelensky and said, "We've got money for you. We will send a plane. We will get you relocated." Uh, and he wanted Ukraine to surrender. So Biden did not move slow. Biden moved quickly. He wanted Ukraine to fold. It's amazing, not you, John, but how many people either don't know this or have forgotten. I haven't. I remember reporting in real time. I cannot believe the president said that this is going to be over in 24 to 48, 48 hours and that Zelensky should um, concede to um, surrender rather uh, to Putin. That was the American strategy. And again, Biden has been wrong for 50 years and he's been wrong about this, although he is doing the right thing now. It's just unfortunate how many people got killed that didn't need to, how many things were blown up. So many things took place that shouldn't have happened. John, we're going to be right back. It's 33 minutes past the hour. It's Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs reminding you it's not too late. In fact, it's perfect time. Get in there. They're right next door to Broadcast Center. They're also on Route 73 in Mount Laurel. They are your destination for holiday gifts and stocking stuffers. And you are talking right now or listening. I'm talking to the king of stocking stuffers. Ask my children and my two son-in-laws. I am the undisputed king of stocking stuffers. Every year I look for creative things, fun things, handy things stockings to remember they got a lot of great stuff build and learn toys you can teach your kids how to build a robot that works dinosaurs even a pinball game you'll find flashlights lanterns you can stock up on batteries and even pick up a generator go see roy scott and farah farah was the one that fixed i shouldn't say fixed but changed the battery in my phone my phone was working but the battery was two or two plus years old and now i have a brand new battery Hence, a brand new phone. It's it's working fabulously. Just see the team. Remember to ask. Mention me. And remember to ask for your free smoke detector battery. That's your gift for mentioning my name to Roy Scott, Farah, and the team at Batteries Plus Bulbs. It's early in the morning asking you to holiday shop local. Shop Batteries Plus Bulbs right here in Northfield and in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Back with John in just a few minutes. This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network. And it is Harry Hurley at 34 minutes past the hour. I have three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Sir Paul McCartney surprises diners at a New Jersey restaurant. We have the story. you got to check it out. It's so much fun. State of New Jersey has demanded a delay of city council naming a Baderfield developer. We have the story. And Atlanta County prosecutors and their partners made a major drug bust. We broke this story yesterday. You can check it out. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Today and tonight are all about rain and wind. Tomorrow, Arctic blast and flash freeze. Scattered showers rolling this morning. Steadier rain this afternoon. Then heavy rain and gusty winds tonight. Getting pretty nasty. Temperatures warm into the 50s. 
Watch for one more round of rain and snow tomorrow morning through midday. Then temperatures drop sharply by 30 degrees. Widespread icing is possible tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Have you been naughty? Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Come. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you so much. Welcome back. 38 minutes past the hour. Uh, coming up right after John, wide open forum. We owe it to you. Uh, 609-407-1450. Can't wait for that. And I can't wait for the rest of John's content in our remaining uh, two segments that we have. John, you were saying. Well, Harry, we we have a good perspective now. We, you know, if you if you watched, and I think I, I think almost everyone must have watched uh, Vladimir Putin. I mean, not Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Zelensky make that address to Congress. Um, you know, he's he's obviously the real article. Um, you saw the response he got from from both sides of the aisle. Um, there's there's really not a lot of big a lot of question. There's no, there's no argument. We were t- saying, we're, you were asking before, like what, what is their argument? The people yeah. that oppose either the anchors or the, uh, you know, the few members of Congress, just as uh, a few, several. What, what is their argument? Um, there really is no argument. There's no logical argument. You hear what you hear is we're we should spend money here and not abroad. Okay, that can be applied to anything we spend money on anywhere. So we shouldn't have an army in Europe. We shouldn't have an army in South Korea. We shouldn't have ships uh, around the world. Um, we should, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, you can't ignore the world and you cannot ignore geopolitical issues and all kinds of other things that are going on. It would be at our own peril. I mean, what would we wait for something to come right to our shore? So we're always interested in what goes on around the world. And then we we do. We have to be selective. We have to pick and choose. But obviously, when Russia invaded unprovoked and invaded Ukraine, that's something that we can't just sit back. I mean, we 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 made a decision a long time ago that we're an ally. Uh, We support Ukraine. Russia, it wasn't that they were doing anything. They weren't defending their motherland. They were trying to take territory from a sovereign nation that they don't acknowledge as being uh, a sovereign nation. So we're in it. And why wouldn't we be? Yep. So we're we have this, uh, you know, we have this invasion. We have a situation to deal with. And we have two things. Either we give money. Uh, and, and we're not giving money necessarily. We're giving weapons. Uh, again, I, I've used the analogy before. I want to say it again. You and I and our listeners are living on a very long court, a hundred houses. It's a long cul-de-sac. We all live toward the back of this cul-de-sac. In the front of the cul-de-sac, there are a bunch of bad guys with weapons who have killed a few people, have shot up the houses on the end, uh, you know, on the, facing the, the main road. They've shot up those houses. And the people who are near them in the houses close to the main road are fighting them, and they're fighting back. And they're, 
you know, doing a pretty good job holding them at bay. And the intent of those bad guys is to come back to the back of the, the cul-de-sac where you and I and our listeners live and kill us, take our property, take our land, rape, all the stuff the Russians are doing, rape, pillage, burn, loot. Um, that's what they're going to do. And they've proven it because that's what they've done already. And the people at the front of the cul-de-sac near the road who are fighting say, come back. And they say, John, Harry, listeners, we don't want you. We don't want you to come and fight with us alongside us. We don't want you to be wounded and die. We'll do that. We'll take that part. We're happy to take that part. We hate these bad guys. All we need is some some of your extra weapons that you have and some money that we can buy so we can buy bullets and fight the fight and food and fight the fight. We'll take care of these people. Isn't that a good deal? Well, it's a great deal. We 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 don't have to risk anything. We get protection. We we keep the bad guys because obviously if they finished off the front of the cul-de-sac, they're going to make their way through the entire cul-de-sac. So there, there you go. There's our um, example, very um, notable and memorable at the local level to bring it down to the local level. There's our example why this is in the vital American interest. Yeah. So I would say if, if anyone hears this, you'll never hear a good argument. You'll hear we should spend our money at home. OK, yeah, fine. And another thing you hear is uh, Ukraine is not a democracy. Well, <laughs> wait a second. They elected, they elected a Jewish, uh, a, a Jewish citizen to be president of their country, and they support him. You know, he, he's he's a, a, a small minority. Comes from a small minority background. And he's the president of the country, country, freely elected. What did they think? He, you know, got together a bunch of gangsters who shot their way in there. Of course not. You know, he, he was popular. He was like like Ronald Reagan, like uh, Donald Trump. He had some entertainment background. He knew how to communicate. He was obviously a patriot, as Reagan was, as Trump was, obviously a patriot. And he convinced the people to vote for him. And they're very, very happy that they did. They, you know, they love him. There's no opposition, no significant opposition to him. And he's uh, a hero of the country. He, when, he, when he was offered, I, I don't think many people forget, when he, he was offered free by President Biden, actually, you know, free passage out of the country. We'll come. We'll give you. We'll give you know, give you transportation to the United States, wherever, or England, or wherever you want to go, to ensure your safety. What did he say? You you saw him. He was there with his, you know, top ministers. They were all dressed in combat gear, and they said, "We don't want to ride. We want bullets." Give us bullets, not a ride, you know. And that was extremely inspiring. 
and he inspired his country. They love him. They support him. Um, you know, I, I don't think we could have a better a better situation with regard to an ally than that that situation. So I think I think he's been a very courageous uh, commander in chief for Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. So we we don't hear arguments. We hear we hear uh, Ukraine's not a democracy. Are you kidding? And we hear UK, Ukraine's corrupt. It's nonsense. Do, 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 is anyone in the country complaining about how anything is going down? Well, John, let me, let me get, chew this over when we come back. And anything else, it's your time when we come back. But here's why I know Vladimir Zelensky is not corrupt. He had the perfect opportunity to be rich beyond his wildest imagination. And we were going to give him a carpet ride to somewhere else around the world where he would have been safe with anybody he would have brought with him. Uh, for the rest of his life, and he would have been able to live in opulence. Look what he has chosen. One eye open, 24 hours a day. Uh, he stayed. The last guy is the guy that took the plane uh, out of there. The, there were some corrupt people, no doubt. But he's proven to me that he's he's the opposite of that. He stayed. He stayed under horrific circumstances where they're looking as you know you mentioned how dangerous it is for him making this trip to america and such they're they're trying to get him every day so i think he's proven uh that he is not corrupt because if he was he could easily have left and he wouldn't even have to be corrupt to leave he could be a coward and leave or just not want to fight and leave he didn't do any of that he has stayed uh, and he has been, I think, I know they move him around a bit, but he's been extremely visible considering uh, what a target there is on his back. Uh, back with John Zarek right after this. This is Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Mark. Uh, it is Hurley in the Morning with John Zarek at 51 minutes past the hour. Wide open forum at 609 407 Coming up for the full 9 o'clock hour. Looking forward to that. And tomorrow we will be best of. I'll be working nationally for Fox News from 3 to 6 p.m. We'll be back on Tuesday live here. And then working nationally for Fox News Radio Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, next week. And we'll be here all next week, Tuesday through Friday, just for your planning purposes. The program doesn't go away, but we'll be live on uh, every single day uh, coming up except for tomorrow and Monday. John, I mentioned that if Zelensky was so corrupt and if there were all these reasons to be adverse to supporting him, he could have left a very rich man. He stayed to fight. Doesn't that count? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he he could have bugged out. And, uh, you know, he, he can't. The, the odds that he'll survive this, you know, with with I, I think they've had 25 plots on them already where they send in the Wagner group. They send in secret agents. They send in former KGB guys. You know, they're 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 trying to kill them all the time. Yeah, I think it's almost uh, it's a real credit to Ukraine and and their their ability to um, prevent his assassination, because I think a lot of people listening aren't aware of just how much. Uh, they're they're coming after him because they know if they get him, 
they just feel that that is such a blow, if you want to call it the resistance to the to the um, to the will of Ukrainians to fight. Uh, they're trying every single waking, you know, that, well, there is no unwake. <laughs> they're always 24 seven. They're not bad guys don't sleep. They're trying to get him every minute of every day. It's I, I think it's remarkable. He's still alive. Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm I'm grateful every chance. My, I mean, Mark and I are grateful every chance we get to um, even know people there who are part of this uh, struggle against Russia to to be able to support them and to be able to raise money for them. It's you know, you, you know what it feels like now, Harry. And and lots of people are stopping by my office now just just walking in and saying, here's a check. It's really cool. Um, and a lot of people, most of the people are listeners that I haven't met before. And, uh, so we sit down, we hang out, we have a cup of coffee. We, you know, talk about, uh, Ukraine, talk about the war, um, you know, uh, talk about the show, talk about you My man. in positive terms, of course. Thank you. So it's, it's, um, the whole experience for us is, is just really a privilege. I mean, we could, you know. I guess we go quietly into the night, <laughs> but we uh, have this opportunity to be in the middle of a a great cause. You know, it's 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 really something. So, uh, and I also wanted to mention. So we have, I you know, I want to mention all the all the donors, all the people that have uh, donated money, and all you need to do is is give a check to Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. Um, or just call the office and they'll, they'll tell you exactly how to do it and, uh, and just mail it or drop it off. And believe me, as you, as you found out, Harry, it will very quickly be on the ground in, uh, Kherson, in Bakhmut, in, um, Kharkiv, in Odessa, Mariupol, Mikolaev. You know, it's going to be where the money is where where the goods and food and and uh, medicine are needed and uh, so it's a, it's it's a great opportunity and it's a, you know there's no overhead there's, you know every dollar hits the ground there um, because we're volunteers here we pay our all our administrative and travel expenses here uh, and in uh, in country. Um, none of the people will accept a nickel. They don't get paid. They're all volunteering. They're, they're actually addicted. <laughs> you know, these are young people who came in at the beginning of the war. And, you know, when, when, when you confront people that are traumatized, hungry, um, dehydrated, desperate, and you're the one giving them the stuff that's going to get them through a day, get them through a week, stabilize their family. And they know it's from, you know, they know this stuff is coming from America. And as I said, we would say, you know, we're from America. We're going to help you. That would start, that would touch off um, multiple people saying, we love America. We love America. And they make heart signs on their chest. and Which makes them... Which makes our reputation as a country so great that they believe that if an American says that to them, that gives them hope that everything is going to be okay. 
Yeah, it does. And, yeah. and so, you know, it's, it's a rare opportunity. Um, <clears throat> I, I think, I, I, and you can't understand what it's like and, and, you know, until you do what you did, Harry, which is, you know, you donated very generously a thousand dollars. And then when you saw the feedback from that, from actually people on the ground who are being helped and photographs and so forth and video, then, yeah, you know, yeah. I think you immediately wrote another check, and we're probably not done there. Although I don't want to be presumptuous, but it's it's everybody's kind of addicted to the scene, to helping um, the volunteers that are there, the people that are donating. Um, certainly, we are, and whatever you you know, whenever you get that feedback. It's nurturing. It's better yeah. than anything you can be involved in. So. It's so true. When I saw what you sent and you put a face on it and you see what a difference this makes, how it's actually saving people's lives that would go hungry, that you you, you talked last show, John, about um, – and I know we're down to a minute, so I'll stop talking and let you close this out – but you talked about those um, the materials to build the stoves that also are heating sources. I mean, this is this is incredible what it can do. Closing comment. Yeah. Yes, Harry. And I, I also wanted to to thank uh, the CPA firm of Capaldi, uh, Reynolds, and Pelosi, um, and um, also Jeff Wilson, who's a CPA there, who's been extremely helpful with all the nonprofit corporate stuff uh, and accounting stuff we need done. You know, these guys are strictly volunteer. They just jumped on it right away. I, I called uh, uh, Frank Pelosi for, you know, some general advice. Not even, you know, I wasn't looking for a donation or anything. We were willing to pay. 15 seconds. And he just, he took the ball and ran with it. So Capaldi, Reynolds, and Pelosi, and Jeff, especially Jeff Wilson uh, there, have been invaluable. You know, you can't run ahead unless you have a good structure supporting you. And they they provided that structure. And, and, you know, that's why we're able to do the stuff we're doing. John, Merry Christmas to you, Linda, Steph, the entire family, grandchildren. And we'll talk real soon. We'll be here next week if you are. You here next week? Okay, I'll be here. Good. Hold on. Don't go away, John. We'll be back. It's your turn to play next. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Welcome back to our special Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve edition of the Hurley in the Morning program. Thanks for spending this time with us. Uh, We thank you for it. We thank you for making WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. Thank you for that. And what I'd love to do is um, just take your calls this hour about anything that you want to talk about. If you want to keep it light, uh, make lighthearted calls. If you want to hit the hard news right between the eyes, do that. So no limitations. We're not going to we're not going to have an official mental health break, uh, although we should. Um, I just know that there's just so much that's going on uh seemingly i want to say day by day but it's almost minute by minute uh that i'm sure you're going to want to comment about different things that are happening uh i will 
be following up a little later today on an Atlantic City story that we broke about a week or so ago. Uh, and we forecasted certain things and we can now tell you definitively, uh, at least at this point in time, the, the current the, – the, I want to say the conclusion, but I don't think it's the conclusion. I think it's it's just at this moment in time where something stands. We'll update all of that. I'm keeping it cryptic because I have a lot of work to do on it before we can publish it. But sometime later today, check it out. 609. 609- Four zero seven fourteen fifty an open phone line. Hey, somebody tell me if Richmond Avenue in Chelsea Heights, if the Christmas tree is still stuffed into the pothole. Oh my gosh, we had such you never know. You could work hours and hours and hours on major exposes and we're never dissatisfied with the amount of readership that we get. We're very, very grateful and it's been robust, but you can sometimes do a story. I mean, I got to be honest with you. That didn't take me a lot of time. I took a picture and I wrote what I saw. And that was instead of fixing a pothole, they stuffed the residents stuffed a Christmas tree with a Santa hat topper uh, and a Christmas uh, stand skirt all the way around the tree And it went bananas. It went what I call supernova viral. But what I haven't done, because I felt that's so embarrassing to the tiny administration. Uh, It used to be a small administration. Now it's it's degraded. It's tiny. It's a tiny administration. Uh, It's not a big administration. Now it's not even a small. It's tiny. You know where you go from there. Ultimately, it'll be microscopic. Uh, and, and even beneath microscopic level, we'll need like almost chemistry labs to be able to test the, the size of the atoms. They'll be so tiny. They'll be trying to collide with each other to, to make movement, but they'll be so, they'll be so tiny. They won't be able to. So I'd like to know somebody in the area of Richmond Avenue and Chelsea Heights. You can't miss it if it's there. The, the, the city put the, barricades around it it's like a square barricade don't fix the pothole and then the residents finally had enough and they stuffed a christmas tree a full-size christmas tree beautifully decorated i'd love to know is the tree still there i forecasted that the tiny administration would remove it because it's so embarrassing if you haven't seen it check it out on our website on the app i'd love to know welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air Mr. Hurley, good morning. Good morning. The next time John's in, could you ask him, did the Ukraine ever um, declare war against Russia? Did who? Ukraine. No, say say it again. You're, at least in my headset, you blipped out for a second. Did who declare war against Ukraine? Ukraine. No, did Ukraine declare war against Russia? No, Ukraine did not declare war against Russia. Declare, uh, Ukraine acknowledges that they're at war. Russia declared war against Ukraine by their unprovoked attack. I don't even I, I'm trying to even figure out where you're coming from here. If you get that's like if you, you got snuck up on and just beat beat the you know, your brains beaten in. You got to go to the attendance office. Uh, did you declare a, a fight? No, no, I got my face punched in there. No, they. To my knowledge, I don't know if their government requires them to then make a certain declaration or anything like that, but they have just been uh, 
brought into a war by Russia who declared war on Ukraine. Uh, and that's, you know, Russia is the aggressor here. Why? Why would why would the question be? I'm curious where your mindset is. Well, why, well, why? Here we go. Here it goes. Yeah. The Patriot missile system that we're sending. Yeah. Are we sending it full tilt boogie or is it going to be modified? I think so they're, I think mean, here's what I think is happening. I forget what they call them. It's each one. It's called a battery. People don't understand. This isn't just like you're sending missiles and, and you launch them. There's training and all kinds of things. So we had previously sent them one battery, I believe, and I believe we're sending another one. Uh, along with that is training that's going to have to take place in order to be able to use the, the weaponry. It, it, it isn't just plug and play. Okay. Yeah. Whatever we're sending them is modified to remain very local. They say it will not cross the border into Russia. What they're saying, in effect, is it will not reach Moscow, whatever they're modifying it to. Why are we sending them weaponry that's totally parochial? Uh, I, I'm going to I, – I, you're very smart. You and I have had a great relationship for many, many years, and I trust you. But I'll do the um, trust but verify. I'm not sure what's going on in terms of things being modified. I hear what you're saying, though. Because the president has been very careful, even though I think there have been disagreements, uh, whether it was Ukraine uh, now or Afghanistan before, where the military, I mean, obviously they're, they're order takers. The, commander, the civilian commander in chief directs the military, even if the military disagrees, they follow the command of the commander in chief. And that's why we did that god awful uh, mess in, in uh, Afghanistan the way that they did it. I'm not aware of what's being modified. Or what's not being modified. And I'm not so sure. I'm going to look it up. I'm not so sure that these Patriot missiles uh, are self-contained to not be able to leave Ukraine airspace. You're probably right. And if you've learned that, you are right. Uh, but I have to learn more about that. I'm not sure to what extent the aid that we're providing is being modified. Okay, the next question yeah. would be obvious then. Yeah. Why haven't they introduced them to Russia? Well, you might be right Ukraine. because you may be right that the reason they haven't introduced them to Russia is because they can't. If if you're correct, then they're a defensive weapon. If Russia, uh, the aggressor, uh, is doing certain things in country, they can take them out by hitting coordinates within Ukraine, and they're not introducing them into Russia. Because I think you're right about this because the president doesn't want – because keep in mind, there's going to come a point in time where Putin's going to say uh, you are providing aid. You're providing hundreds of billions of dollars when you add it all up. The latest is $47 billion, I think, 46 or $47 billion in this omnibus. Uh, we've been doing training. There are evidently American soldiers in Ukraine, even though we sort of fake like there's not. Russia at some point is going to say that they're at war with us. So I think that's what Biden is treading very tiptoe carefully to not bring us into a world war. Some will tell you we already are. Right. We're practicing a dance with them right now. Yeah. Because Biden uh, uh, look at it this way. If you're now, I think Putin is a, is a monster 
and it's completely unprovoked and he should not have done it. If Trump had remained president, we wouldn't even be talking. You and I might be talking. I hope we would be talking, but we would be talking about something else because he would never have invaded Ukraine if Trump remained the president. So you look at where we are right now and Biden, who usually gets things wrong, he could very easily get us into a war with Russia. I don't think they want it because obviously it's a mutually assured destruction uh, situation. But uh, you raised a very good point that I had not fully you know, processed or contemplated. And that is that everything that we have provided uh, is supposed to stay in country. And so that our missiles are not landing in Russia, because I would imagine if, a, if an American Patriot missile hit a Russian asset, hit a Russian target, wouldn't you think Putin would say that we have been attacked by the United States of America? Well, he could say, whoops, I think I made a mistake. Can I have one more thing and then... Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, your, your call's been great. The people that I don't agree with him, but the people that did not react to his speech in uh, Washington, it's still America. An opposition is part of our picture. It is, but let me let me press you on that. For example, when Churchill spoke decades ago, I don't know if anybody sat on their hands or or did anything like that. What would be the reason to do that? Why why wouldn't you? I mean, Ukraine is an ally. Now, we you and I don't have to accept that, agree with it, or anything, but it is just simply a fact. They are an ally of the United States of America. President Trump made that clear. I believe, in fairness, President Biden has made it clear with the support that he was late. And I think that caused a lot of problems that could have been averted. But uh, the support has been phenomenal. I don't know about the rest of the world, but the American response has been phenomenal. I just don't know what the reason would be. I know what you're saying. That is the strength of our country, dissent. And you can disagree and and all of that. I know when we have speeches, one half stands up ah, and they clap, the other side sitting down. Then then something else gets said that's the opposite. The other side gets up and claps. I just thought the optic, it looked really bad. Right. Well, it's a little like Pelosi tearing up, you know, a declaration of there. Well, the president's speech. speech. Yeah, there there you go. I mean, an absolute disgrace. Let me say this on Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. You brought your game today. I like I like this call a lot. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas you to you, my friend. You too. Yeah. All right. I, I'm glad that you feel comfortable that we can have a conversation like that. That was um, – that's everything about talk radio the way that it's supposed to be. And that's why newspapers are dying and we are thriving because you can't do that. You don't get back and forth in a newspaper you get whatever they want here that was just fantastic i thought and and honestly he was better than i was on that call 609-407-1450 an open phone line welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air i'm breaching okay flash okay? <laughs> okay yes uh president trump was actually giving a uh, fem 92 stinger missiles to uh Volodymyr Zelensky and also uh tank busters as well. I have a problem with giving them money because it passes through so many sticky fingers. Somebody's put it in their pocket, you know. So Well, look, in, in the most, in the most um, how do you say this, in the most benign uh, 
encounter scenario, there's always going to be a pilferage. I mean, it's going to happen. I think compared to the previous Ukrainian administrations, this is much more honest than what they've had in the past. Uh, Poroshenko was a total puppet. But uh, yeah. I want to bring up John Coleman. He became a naturalized citizen. He was MI6 British Intelligence. And he had said that uh, they were actually uh, sprouting the uh, poppy seed, uh, the poppy plant, in Kew Gardens and then transporting it on tea clippers to uh, Benares, India, hence the, hence the term, hence the name East India Company. And then they were flooding the Hong Kong markets with opium. And that's the Committee of 300, 300 of the most powerful families in Europe. And the, and the Western branch uh, was the Hudson Bay Company, and they uh, wielded influence from uh, Nova Scotia all the way to the Great Lakes. And now, how do 3,000 Indians get Winchester repeat rifles? Uh, because the trading post or some uh, uh, whiskey peddlers? No. They're actually, John Coleman says they were actually given to those Indians, which enraged white men against Indians. And also, these are people that have been working against our self-interest, our sovereignty from, from, from jump. They've always been here. They've always been working against us. So like you said, we'll be destroyed from within. But they, they do a good job of getting on the inside and, and hurting us. Oh, that's what's been happening. Look at what Biden has allowed to happen. There are certain estimates, and we don't know with the gotaways. You just don't know uh, the bad people that have gotten into this country. There are so many people that took full advantage of what Joe Biden did over the past two years to get into this country. Look what they've done. I mean, the fentanyl, the, the drug trafficking in general, the human trafficking, the MS-13 gang members, the other very, very uh, dangerous people, flat-out terrorists. I mean, it's unbelievable uh, what what they have uh, just welcomed into our country. Uh, Flash, uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you for the call. Uh, when we come back, you are next. You are right after that. You're right after that, and you're right after that. So hang in there. The only way you don't get on is if you bail out on me, and I won't quit on you. This is Hurley in the Morning. Mark Levin. Republicans are incompetent at setting up voting systems. 20 years ago, there was no 50-day early voting. Five years ago, there were no drop boxes. This was all given birth out of California, a one-party fascistic state. And then other Democrat governors pick it up. Other Democrat legislatures pick it up. They put it in place. Republicans aren't even paying attention. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 25 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. We have one open phone line. That's it. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Morning, Harry. It's Tom. Merry Christmas, Tom. Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year to you and Margie and your family. You too, my it's friend. A, a tumultuous year, a, a, not dull and very disappointing and frustrating for Americans. Well said. Um, I, I, I have. I hate to throw this in with a, a Christmas wish, but I, I am at an absolute loss to understand how. The Republican Party is letting Biden get in the way and a spokesman and his administration with these open borders. I know. It's terrible. I mean, it, it, well, I mean let, Tom, let's put it this way. If it continues as of January 3rd, 
then we may as well just all turn in our membership cards to the republic because it's over. Uh, they're going to be able to subpoena people uh, and hopefully hold to account where you can't in the major in the minority. You can only talk. Uh, and as I say, talk is cheap. So we better start seeing. I realize that legislation can't can't get passed without the other house, you know, the Senate uh, and without the president. But they better start getting things done. I mean, I, I see I I see the potential for continued terrible things if the Republicans don't bring their A game and they can't even pick a leader right now. The Democrats are having a field day on the fact that Republicans can't even agree on a speaker. Where do you see how bad that's going to look on January 3rd if the five Republicans who are, quote unquote, never Kevin uh, vote against him and he's defeated? I'm going to make a prediction. I I think McCarthy may not make it and that Steve Scalise is going to be the Speaker of the House. You don't think that would all be a bad thing, do you? That would not be a bad thing having Steve Scalise. I, I think McCarthy has earned it, though. He's getting a bad rap from a few people right now. Uh, if he didn't do the things that he did, Democrats would have kept the House. You know, there's complaints about that the win is not big enough. There wouldn't have been a win at all. You know, nobody's really focusing on it, Tom, but I keyed in on a couple of things here. That abortion issue, when the Supreme Court, when that decision got leaked, Democrats got new life. Isn't it terrible that the right decision winds up being a negative? And that's all a part of bizarro world. Yeah, the, the timing of that was suspect. Well, they leaked it. The Democrats leaked it. Sure. And nobody's been held to account. They just let that go. How many people could it have been? You have nine justices and their interns and a handful of other clerical. You're going to tell me the FBI couldn't have gone in there and and, and interviewed every person, taken every cell phone of every person? Tom, I swear, you and me, we could have figured out if if they had given us the authority – you and me could have cracked that caper in a very short period of time. The universe is so small. It's, it's, it, would, it would not have been hard to uh, – to, uh, but they didn't want to find out. They just wanted to have the issue as a wedge issue, and it worked very well for them. Well, you know, it's a shame. It's so disheartening when you, when you think back to when we were kids. You know, it, you, were, you were taught by your parents that if you, you ever got in trouble or lost, the first person you're going to look for is a police officer. Yeah, and then the Democrats made you had trust cops and faith in yeah, them. They they made cops bad guys. Yeah, it's terrible. And the same with the FBI. Yeah, I mean that used to be a, such a respected entity, and now where are we? It, I know it's, it's it's a shame and unfortunately, but well, aside from that, hope springs eternal. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, listen, I'm an eternal optimist like you, and uh, I'm feeling good about the new year. I think the economy is going to be rough for most of all of 2023, but we'll get out of that. And then, uh, you know, let's bring on eventually 2024. And the Democrats have uh, two thirds of the open 35 Senate seats and the presidency and the House of Representatives. Again, I, I like our chances. So we, we can't quit, Tom. There's you know, we got to just keep on yeah. uh, trying to win. And uh, we got to learn how to win elections again, though, the Democrats had that figured out with this new way of voting it's a shame but they've destroyed you know our entire republic but 
that means we can't sit back and get demolished in early voting and vote by mail and on a wing and a prayer hope that we win by enough on election day to win. It's not going to cut it anymore. Nope, I agree. All right, my friend. All right, my friend. Merry Christmas. You know it. Take care. You do the same. 609-407-1450. I get to thank Linda and John for the very nice item I got in the mail this morning. Hello, Linda. Well, you're welcome, and Merry Christmas to you and your lovely family. Thank you. Thank you so much. I see that uh, Senator Josh Hawley uh, said that the FBI deliberately interfered not one, but two separate presidential elections. You are absolutely correct, and and we have the proof now, Linda. It's no longer mm -hmm. just wacky Republicans or wacky conservatives or blowhard talk show hosts. We now have the proof that everything we knew they were doing is now documented. It's a good feeling. Well, I think he may have prison in mind. He says they've got to uh, – there has to be repercussions for that. Well, Linda, isn't that the – you know, they always get away with it. They make this January 6th thing where they have all Democrats and two two Trump haters like it's some big deal, uh, just like Hillary got away with hiding all her bad, you know, laundry, her filthy, stinky laundry uh, in favor of this uh, Trump-Russia collusion complete hoax. Trump was right from the beginning, witch hunt. And that was proven in the end. And now we have this. We now know that the FBI directly participated in helping Joe Biden get elected. And they were involved in the one before that as well. So what do you do about that? Isn't that the real insurrection? I keep posing that question. That's the insurrection. You're exactly right. It's called high crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah, and they got to go down. I mean, anybody that was involved in this, this Baker guy and the rest of them, they got to go down. So so what do we do about that? We have an FBI that is complicit in high crimes and misdemeanors, and no one's going to do anything. Well, they're not. Here's the problem. We have a corrupt president. We have a filthy, dirty administration, the most dishonest administration probably in American history, but certainly in all of our lifetimes. And they have control of the Justice Department. So does anybody believe that Merrick Garland is going to charge any of these FBI people? Hell no. They're all in it together. You know, it was Walter Cronkite who said many years ago, and it was called the New World Order back then. And he said that um, he's all for the this New World Order, one world government, you know. And he said what that means for America is that America is going to have to give up a, a bit of her sovereignty. And I'll, this is how I think he may have said it. He said, and that's going to be a bitter pill for Americans to swallow. Well, yeah. Yeah, he was a big lefty. He was a big lefty. He got away with being the most trusted voice in America. I never thought that he was trustworthy. Uh, He just. Oh, you're right. They just had no competition. You know, you had all lefties pretending that they're giving you the news. Thank God. I mean, once he retired and he started to speak even more candidly, you found out like, whoa, what kind of. of uh, bias did he did he slant the news listen to this guy he was wildly left and hillary was a part of this so if you wonder what's happening at the border and what's happening to the rest of america i mean we're watching its demise yeah. we're losing our sovereignty and thanks flash for bringing that with that, yeah. that word to mind linda, linda five million illegals that we know of so you know the numbers probably 
a million, two million more than that because they, they do such a great job. I, I, we have all this technology, and other than Fox News, no one in the media has a camera on the border. Nobody want, They just don't want the American people to see what's happening. This is their goal. This is their strategy. When that, that lying press secretary gets up there and, and says the things that she does, uh, that this, oh, she, she tries to act like we're really vigorously, uh, enforcing the borders and, and anyone that says otherwise, you are aiding the traffickers. I mean, the, the audacity of these people. Yeah, the only one that can that they want high crimes and misdemeanors on is Donald Trump, Correct. and he's the only one who hasn't committed it. Yeah, it's everybody true. else in government does. But like Paul Manafort gets to go to jail a couple times now, and look at the look. But none of the other ones. How come Eric Holder, who was found in contempt of Congress, how come he didn't go to jail? He was his wingman. Yeah, and I'm gonna, without a doubt, Obama said it, and you're right. The reason he didn't go to jail is because no one had ever presented people who were voted in contempt of Congress to a grand jury to be indicted. But the Democrats play for keeps, Linda, and they do it. They're ruthless, you're right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, our side's going to have to be. Yeah. Yeah, just righteously indignant, righteously, righteous, just righteous. I I can never not go that way. Oh, no, no, I'm with you. I don't don't ever uh, agree with the strategy of just charging people you know, going after people. Look what they do. I mean, Joe Biden said this. I, I'll never forget it. I heard him say it. So it's not it's not a rumor. He he was asked the question by a member of the media if um, Elon Musk should be investigated. Joe Biden said, and I quote, Linda, I don't know if he's done anything wrong, but yes, he should be investigated. That's the president like of the United you- States saying that. Well, Letitia James could say it, too. They went looking for something against uh, Trump. Of course. Uh, Instead of uh, it it just makes me sick. And and I could cry over my country every day. Well, let's let's just continue what we do. And that's pray and, and do everything we can to turn this thing around so that our kids and our grandkids can enjoy the country that we did, because we are in the process right now of losing it. Unless we find a way to stop this, uh, they are they are on a trajectory where they know exactly what they want to accomplish. They want to burn this country down to the ground. That's why they're removing all these different figures and books and statues and history and changing the history. And they're doing all these things because they're they are creating if they can, if we will let them the permanent Democrat majority. I'm sorry. sorry. They dug up a Confederate general's body. They took down the statue where it was part of his tombstone. This was in this was in Richmond, Virginia. And then the next day, they went and dug up his body, his bones. It's sick. This is a Confederate soldier who had complete. The, uh, President uh, Andrew Jackson or Andrew John, I forget who it was, but it was Johnson, said um, they, there was complete complete pardon given all the Confederate soldiers. Right. So we could be one country again. Exactly. Yeah. But now we're digging up their bodies if yeah. we have to. Well, digging we, up their yeah. bodies, we, Harry. Yeah, because we have radicals. We're nuts. There used to be a term, the radical Republicans. I mean, these are radical Democrats. <laughs> You're right. Well, that's what we were, the yeah. radical Republicans. Yeah. Because that's why the KKK went after us. They went after us first, I believe, before African Americans, because we were the radical party. And just figure, only in bizarro world can the Democratic Party be, and I don't use that term often, I call them Democrat 
because there's nothing Democratic about them. They're the opposite of that. But the Democratic Party is the party of the KKK. And now they get 95 percent of the African-American vote. How's that even possible? Well, tell me about the Jewish vote and maybe we uh, will not know anything. There you go. Thank you, Linda. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Harry. See ya. Bye-bye. More of your calls coming up. I hope you'll join me. We have a few open lines now that we didn't have before. 609-407-1450. You'll be next right after the break. You hang in there. And we're coming right back to your calls because this is... WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Healthy life. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, uh, Carl, you are a good friend. I just wrote my friend Carl back, but then Gabby came in with this wonderful bag of Chick-fil-A, which also... And, Carl, your timing is very good because... I think this will be good here for the next 25 minutes. Uh, I'm not going to drink that milkshake, though, until after the show. Uh, thank you, Carl. Merry Christmas. 609 40 And Carl also sent an enormous, I mean, really nice, high-quality chocolate box. When you see the little one, this was probably, if you line those thin ones up that are still pretty good size, um, I don't know how many inches they are uh, in each direction, but this is probably what Carl sent, and it's for the entire Town Square Media team. So I asked Gabby, just take it out there and have everybody enjoy it. Um, it's probably 20 of the, the regular ones that you see. Got to be. It's huge. Thank you, Carl. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, happy holidays, boss. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Muddy New Year, as Eddie Murphy would say. Uh, to you, your wonderful wife, Margie, Noah, and the kids, and all the listeners. Okay, let me get that out the way first. And you just okay? did. Yeah, you just did. All right, so I wanted to see if I can talk to you about when I went out to San Diego State to school, yeah. okay? Yeah. In California, mm-hmm. I I, uh, I I took a, a pre sabbatical in my my buddy uh, K Gallagher's sister's house in San Francisco, San Jose actually, which is way up. San Jose's up by San Francisco, okay. And we decided to go down Coast Highway, not Interstate Five, which is a straight shot, but Coast Highway is like an eight hundred mile drive through some of the most beautiful scenery you'll ever see in your life. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I stopped off at a place called Stanford University oh. just to do, just to do a walkthrough. You know where I'm going now, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I found out through the grapevine that Stanford University uh, presently has 17,000 students there. Okay. You got to be very privileged to go there. You know, you got to be what they say, the best of the best. But they have 17,000 students and 18,000 staff and faculty. Okay? So there's more staff and faculty than there is students. Now, look, they're canceling all these words. Who are they to cancel words, Harry? I know. They canceled grandfather. They, the grandfather is considered a hateful word. Um, American, 
is a hateful word. This is how radical it's all become. And they're not done. They're going to keep doing this stuff if we let them. So what we have to say is we have to make a joke out of them. It's absolutely preposterous. Somewhere in my phone, I have the other words that are also hateful. Uh, negative, I think they call it. Negative. How would the word American ever be negative? How would the word grandfather ever be negative? I think they have some meaning that something can be grandfathered. But that's not a bad term. That means if a law is in effect and you say it's still going to be effect in effect at a later point in time, you say it's grandfathered. Maybe you have health benefits with your job and new people that are hired as of tomorrow. The benefits change. But if you already have them, you're grandfathered. How do they make these perfectly benign, in some cases, beautiful words become negative? How do they do, how do they do this? Why do they do this? Well. I mean, Harry, I listened to Tucker last night, and he was going off on it. He was like, you must be kidding me. Grandfather, an American, you must be kidding me. You must be kidding me. I mean, who are they to tell us what we can or cannot say? I, I, I just, look, Stanford and Berkeley are beautiful universities, the scenery. Berkeley has a pine tree next to a palm tree. It's unbelievable. But um, the, the people are wackadoo, you know? I'm just saying, they're wackadoo out there, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's weird, you know? In other news, uh, will Jalen Hurts be the starting quarterback on Christmas Eve? Um, knowing Jalen Hurts, he's going to want to play. I know that, that. Yeah, separate question, because I agree. There's no quit in him. I said the other day, you have to put a, put him in a body bag, and he'd still, you know, with his teeth, he'd tear his way out if he didn't have a knife. Uh, not not his will. We know what his will is. He's got, he's got a huge, you know, huge heart. Uh, I'm going to say that Jalen Hurts will not play. I'm thinking he might not even be in uniform, that he'll be on the sideline, but not in uniform. I think the best case scenario is that they might say he's available in an emergency. I think Gardner Minshew is going to be the quarterback. I think he's good enough, and I think the team is great enough that they can they can still beat Dallas uh, without Hurts. I would much rather. I've, you have no idea, Matt. Well, I, I don't. I, I don't like that expression. That always is so presumptuous. I, I want to take that back. I I'll do it in the affirmative. I was looking so forward to just enjoying a game on Christmas Eve, you know, not really having anywhere to be or anything to, you know, to have to wake up early to do or anything like that, regardless of what time the game is going to be taking place on Christmas Eve. I know that, uh, well, no, I was thinking Green Bay, but they're playing Christmas Day, actually. They're playing the, the early game on Christmas Day. But uh, And I was just looking forward to it. Not to be honest, not with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback. I don't, I don't dislike him. You know, he's he's a good quarterback, but I was just looking forward to a great football game uh, with the teams at you know full strength. I don't think there's any way that the Eagles are going to risk the season, risk Jalen Hurts. I, I, I could be wrong because Sirianni said, "Hey, I'm not saying anything now because he heals so fast." that I'm just not going to say right now. I think they do know, and and if we had insight to who's taking the first-team snaps, it's got to be Minshew, you know, all over the place. 
I'm saying Hurts will not play. Well, I'm going to agree with you a thousand percent because, listen, Harry, Eagles really don't need this game, man. They 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 have the division. They have a first round bye. Okay, it's why put that kid in there. Let by by the way, right. here's the thing, though, Matt. They don't have the division yet. They're they have a three game lead with three games to play. One of them is Dallas. So if they lose that one, it's two games uh, uh, lead with two games to play. The greatest thing that happened for the Eagles, though, was Dallas losing last week. I wish Minnesota also would have lost because I think it's really important getting that first place in your conference and getting that by. You know, some people have the philosophy it's better to play, continue to play and play through. And we see it in baseball sometimes. But in football, you can get really busted up in that wild card game. Uh, so I'm rooting for the Eagles to not only win the division, but to have the best record in the NFC. And then the only game that would be an away game for them if they continue to have success would be the Super Bowl itself. So that game matters. And right now with Hertz, if he's not playing, you'd have to say that, I mean, the, the bookies say it, uh, and they're not stupid, uh, that Dallas is right now, I think, a five-and-a-half-point favorite uh, then it's New Orleans, which I do believe the Eagles could win with Gardner Minshew. Then uh, if they win that, even if they lose against Dallas, they would have clinched the the division, not necessarily because we don't know what uh, Minnesota is going to do over the next three weeks. Then, of course, and I know you know this, Saturday, January 7th, the Eagles finish the season at home against the New York Giants. Well, yeah, but the Giants are going to help the Eagles. Now, look, let us in that wild card. We'll knock Dallas out for you. I'm telling you right now, Dallas is Dallas. They have a way of screwing things up at the end of the year. I agree with that. They do that a lot. And I will say this. I I think the Giants um, won a very key game. I mean, they really took back their own fate. So the Giants now have the sixth seed and the Washington, uh, i got to say it, Commanders, I hate it, hate the name, uh, have the seventh seed. And if that holds, this will be the first time in NFL history that an entire – because it could, it could never happen before there weren't enough playoff spots, even if teams had great records. It's the first time in NFL history that an entire division will have made the playoffs. How about that? That's yeah. A, that's a fun fact. I love it, Harry. I love it, Harry. I, I love it. I'm looking so forward to it. And the, and the bowl game's coming up and everything else. Yeah, me too. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Matty Football, hold on. I got I to gotta go. When we come back, Eric is going to join the program because this is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with the incredible end-of-the-year sale prices from General Steel. That's right, start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 877-81-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. 
Company. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 877-81-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 877-81-STEEL now and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building at end of year savings. Call 877-81-STEEL. That's 877-817-8335. 877-81-STEEL. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Back to your calls and Eric first up. You can join us next at 609-407-1450. Uh, Eric, coming up in just a moment. But most of you know that the Hurley in the Morning program has been a longtime supporter of the John R. Elliott Hero campaign for designated drivers. In fact, Paul D'Amato, Bill Elliott, they introduced the program itself before it ever existed right here in this studio on this program. It was a very um, important moment. The mission is to prevent drunk driving tragedies. It's not to try to counsel you to not imbibe. It's to ask you to not drink or do drugs and drive. This is a stunning statistic, and I'm not surprised to hear it, but it's sobering when you do hear it. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says that half of all traffic fatalities involve alcohol or drugs. So think about that. Half of the ones that happen people dying would not have occurred except for drugs and alcohol, meaning they're all totally preventable. This holiday season, please join with me in taking the hero pledge, promising not to drink and drive and to be a safe and sober designated driver for your families and friends. Go to herocampaign.org. That's herocampaign.org. Click on the hero pledge button and that's it. You join us. You can also download a free digital hero membership card. That's good for free soft drinks. If you're the hero, if you're the designated driver, participating hero establishments, serve the hero, the designated driver with free non-alcoholic beverages. This holiday season, be a hero, be a designated driver and take the hero pledge at herocampaign.org. Eric, let's talk some football. Hey, Harry, first I want to say very Merry Christmas to you and Margie and everyone out there. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Yes, let's talk some football. Yeah. Listen, that Eagles line, yeah, that Eagles line opened at five and a half, which I should have grabbed it because I'm on FanDuel, you know, making my little uh, parlays. Of course. And it's now at four, it's now at four and a half. So I hooked them up with Cincy, who's going into New England, giving them three and a half. It did, wait, did you did you see the end of that, that New England game, the highlights? Uh, of course, and it, it was probably, it's being called the most boneheaded play in the entire history of the NFL. For those who didn't see it, if you remember, I guess it might have been Stanford, that, that famous scene with the band, and the band's on the field, and the players are lateraling the ball all over the place, and they score the touchdown through the band. This was New England's version of that. The game was guaranteed to go to overtime. New England starts lateraling the ball and lateraling the ball. Then this guy decides it's, he's throwing it backwards, but he throws a forward pass. It's, it's, it's a lateral, though. Uh, probably, I don't know, Eric, 15 yards, maybe more. Uh, intercepted and run in for a touchdown. 
I haven't seen Bill Belichick since, Eric, but he must have lost his mind. Oh, my God. Wait, did you see Mac Jones drop like a pretzel? In Mac the- Jones, I forgot to mention that, is though Mac Jones, I did say this in my monologue on Monday, Mac Jones got run over by a Mac truck. <laughs> he got flattened. It was like uh, Kevin Bacon in Animal House. He got flattened into the ground. I was laughing so hard. Listen, we have an NFL ticket, and they give it to you for free now. Oh, by the way, I just went to the mission, and I dropped the ham off. Oh, and yeah. if you guys, don't be, afraid to dro- don't be afraid to drive up there. They're very gracious if you come in with food for the people. Oh, that's so nice. And, you know, yeah. No, I like the bird. I do like the birds with the four and a half. I think they're going to. Dallas, this Dak, he's, he's the worst. I mean, he's a good quarterback, and he's one of those ones where you bet him one week where he should be clobbering somebody and he loses, yeah. and then the next week he's looking like he's looking like a chip. Think, oh. think about this, though. Two weeks ago, they barely won. I was going to say they barely didn't lose, but why say it in the negative? They barely won with like 30 seconds left in the game or 28 seconds or whatever it was. So they eke that one out. Then they get beat. And they got beat. If it wasn't for what New England did, what Dak Prescott did, because I think they were in field goal range when he threw that interception. That was just inexplicable, terrible. So that loss is huge for them. Not so much for their playoff position, because uh, it seems to me that I think Brady somehow, some way is going to find a way, even though there's something like six and eight or whatever, uh, that that team will get into the playoffs Dallas is going to play the winner of that division. That's pretty much almost, it's mathematically not so, but uh, most likely so. So it doesn't really matter for their placement, except, of course, if they won, they would be only two games behind the Eagles. And if they could beat the Eagles uh, this Christmas Eve, then they would only be one game behind with two games left to play. And they would have the tiebreaker in the um, NFC East, which is the head-to-head would be a tie because it would be one and one and then the next tiebreaker is your division where they would have the advantage. Uh, so that was a big loss for Dallas. But at this point in time with three games left, they're pretty much set that they're going to play Tampa Bay or the winner of that division. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think Dak Prescott doesn't seem to be very good as the season goes on. He seems to start out hot and fast and then he kind of craps out towards the end. Does it, am I right? Does it seem that way? You're, you're so right. And and the guy who was, I don't know, I forget the guy's name, was filling in for him when he was hurt. He wasn't bad for Dallas yeah. at the, in the middle, whatever. He won a lot of games, and he finally lost one, to, you know, right before Dak came back. I agree with you. He he was he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what else? Oh, by the way, wait, I was I, I follow this stuff every morning when I tap my coffee. I'm on the Internet checking the lines and everything. Yeah. But I was reading this morning, it said, Gronk tweeted out he's bored. So that got everybody excited that Gronk might be coming back. That's been, that's been my, my, I've been saying that all season. Someone told me last week, oh, no, no, it's too late. He can't come back. I mean, what do you mean he can't come back? He could drop into that uh, uh, Buccaneers offensive scheme. He knows the playbook. He could drop in there. You, get, you put him out on the field for a week, let him practice. I swear if he started practicing on a on a on a Monday, he could play that Sunday coming up. Absolutely. He uh he he's actually was smart because this is the end of the season and you're going into the playoffs. There's more than likely you're going to get hurt for the year. 
So at the end of the year, at least he's coming in fresh. And then we'll see what happens. The line's uh, seven and a half. They're uh, playing the Cardinals. And, of yeah. course, Murray's out. And, and I bet that game, I think it was Monday night, and I came to bed after the first series, and Marianne goes, what, why are you coming to bed? I said, I just lost. I said, Murray's done for the year. I went to sleep. People don't realize it. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine the other day. I don't bet. I bet. I bet with you pizzas and we have fun. But I don't. I never placed a bet on on a sports game. Uh, I am interested. I am interested in it though because obviously I spent a long time in the casino industry and I am fascinated by it. And I do follow lines and things like that. But you can now bet these games in progress. I I have a dear friend and someone very close to him. That's what he exclusively does now. He doesn't bet until the second half. Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. I just, I just, I'm a, Eric, I got to tell you, I'm amazed you can do that. That just seems crazy to me that you could, I'll give you an example. Listen to this one. Uh, Minnesota was losing what, 30, was it 34 to nothing? 30, 33. Okay, 33 to nothing. They were losing at halftime. This uh, friend, his relative, bet that game starting in the second half. He bet, I'm trying to remember, wasn't that much. He bet $50, I think it was, on Minnesota to win. Now, that seems like you threw $50 out the window. God, they're not even going to have enough possessions to be able to, how, how, what would you do that for? He won two thousand dollars on that bet. Wow! This is real. Well, Harry, if you're in, Harry, if you're interested in like following, see, I wouldn't ever jump into the game like that. Now, I want you to know that Minnesota game was three and a half, and and they so they won they won by three. So whoever was laying the money on Minnesota, they lost all their money anyway. But if you if you're interested in doing it on your computer, go go to Brigada Sportsbook online, and you can watch how the how the numbers all change as the the game's going on and the spreads if the guy's down all of a sudden they're giving the other team more you can jump on i don't do that because you know you never know what's going to happen the rest the rest have been terrible sometimes uh, they're costing teams games like i agree Boston game i agree they, they, but i'll tell you what though i like that 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 is fun that it's almost like you're you're a disruptor it's like you cause mischief you jumping in and saying all right i'll put a hundred dollars down on minnesota I think it was 50, but they put 100 hours down on Minnesota to come back and win that game. And the the likelihood of that, well, first of all, it's the biggest comeback in the history of the entire sport. So in other words, it never happened before until then, but it paid handsomely because of the odds. It did. It did. Well, I only bet, I, listen, and I'll, I'll let somebody else get on in case you, well, we're almost out of time. Yeah. But. I, I, I like to do little bets because it, 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 I have a little action. I'm not getting hurt because I work hard for my money. Yeah. So if you know if I if I if I have forty or fifty bucks on a couple of different teams going to, into the Sunday, and Marianne has a teaser bet, I've seen Marianne hit nineteen teaser bets. Well, you you have it right. It's entertainment. It would be the same as if you went out and had lunch, you know, at Gary's restaurant. It's entertainment. You're not you're not you're not betting the mortgage payment or anything, you know, crazy. So it's all fun. Eric, I got to go. The music's playing. Take care. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas, my friend. All right, so here's the uh, scorecard. I had long planned to be out tomorrow completely. I will be off early in the morning, 
I'm coming on at 3 p.m. I'll work 3 to 6 p.m. nationally, so you know where to find me on any of the Fox News Radio uh, affiliates, uh, foxnewsradio.com. You can look me up. Of course, you know, I don't encourage anyone to leave WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because that's our station. But you know where to find me if you want. And you can listen to the podcast later as well. If you're listening to Sean and you want to listen to me later, uh, go to GuyBensonShow.com and the podcast is free. I, I wish everyone a Merry Christmas. I'm going to be back all next week except Monday because that's the Christmas holiday. Uh, happy, happy New Year. We'll get all into all of that uh, and certainly a, a 